Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This week's Sunday session is brought to you by homebrewing source of awesomeness online. More beer at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. session everybody another week from martinez martinez two steps forward one step back jp we come together because opposites attract you know yeah uh back in a sweaty hot garage it's like we're starting all over again we are kind of what a bunch of bullshit this is (laughs) i can't believe it i come in here this morning and i go i look at the weather and i go uh shoot me in the face right now it's exactly Back in 2005, when we built our studio in that garage. Yep. And we've got in-studio guests today. We've got the lovely group from Humpty Dumpty uh, in the room with us. And i and I got to tell those guys, just like I used to have to tell the other guests when they come in, hey, uh, you know, welcome. We're really glad you made it all the way out here. These ones from the U.K. Now sit down and sweat your ass off. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> It's ridiculous. Well, at least you have better chairs now. That's true. You, you guys yeah. get to sweat your ass yeah. off on some comfy chairs. You still have a, a horrible girlfriend with an awful accent. But otherwise, <laughs> you know. Not much has changed. Not much has changed. That's what I'm saying, man. You should get the mat in front of the door to say, welcome. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we get speed sticks to sponsor us. I mean, we built that whole other studio. I should have put on deodorant today, by the way, and I forgot. Hey, Beav. Beav was sitting right next yeah. to me this time. Um <laughs> You know, it's just that the whole thing is kind of ridiculous. We built that other studio in the rap pad yep. so that I could stop apologizing to guests. <laughs> and here we are once again. 
I think it's our last week from um, Studio Temporary. Um, Studio F. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Studio Fahrenheit. (laughs) Nine, eleven times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, good. Well, because we've got next week off. Memorial Day weekend is off. So everybody can go relax and have a good time. And um, I'm hoping that by the time we come back, I will have secured uh, a lease on a building for the Brewing Network downtown in in, uh, beautiful downtown Martinez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. It's it's two blocks away from downtown. Right? It's not in downtown proper. <laughs> right. We can't afford that yet. It's not like on the waterfront of Martinez, <laughs> mostly because that's where Shell Oil is, yeah. the entire waterfront of Martinez. <laughs> yeah. So we're a couple blocks away from that. We're on the sewage outlet of yeah. Martinez. <laughs> right. Uh, but I am excited to do that for the Brewing Network too, because man. it'll be nice to um, have space again yep. and and also have a house that's a house. And a studio that's a studio. Yeah. And the two things not together anymore will Twain be... Twain shall meet. Uh, Twain be, shall never meet. <laughs> there will be a lot of fun for me, is what I think. I'm really excited about it. It'll be good to be able to go to the studio and not have to kick a dog or, you know, worry right. about any of that or run into your mom and chat with her for like an hour. It's like, right. you know, oh, are you shipping? I, I don't know. Yeah. You want me to? Sure. <laughs> I just got work to do. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really stoked. It, it, it really feels like this is the next, it's the next step. It's the next logical step. It hurts a little bit, but uh, I'm really, really excited for the future. It should be fun, yeah. and I just hope I get it uh, settled quickly because basically there's one of those pods. The uh, if you don't know what a pod is, it's a it's a car. It's a container. It's a storage container. It's like Ten foot, right, or something. Like yeah, that? you yeah. can get them different sizes, and I think the one we've got one here from our house stuff, and we still have one sitting in the driveway at the Rat Pad with all our Brewing Network stuff. Which, by the way, someone else is renting that rap hat. Right yes. Now. <laughs> it's in their driveway. <laughs> so. You're renting one of those for us to. Steve, what? You're renting one of those for the studio, aren't you? Uh, it's, it's, in, it's in one of those now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're just going to have four pods. No, I mean, that's going to be the new ah, studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, our rent is 10 grand our... a month, but <laughs> yeah, right. we can move anywhere. So we'll go on remotes. We'll just have pods pick us up. And it already says the word pod on the side of it. You just have to add cast. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Be somewhere to yeah. one side of it. So I did go by the Rat Pad because I still had a couple of things there. Yeah, and the new tenant moved in. The new tenant is my landlord's um, uh, like sister and brother-in-law. You don't have to call him your landlord anymore. My ex-landlord's sister and brother-in-law. Yeah. Well, with my shit in his driveway. Technically, he's still my <laughs> landlord. Um, so they moved in right away. And my landlord's so cheap that... He he wouldn't even he wouldn't even I told him listen um, the carpets weren't in that great a shape when I moved in they were about five years old yeah and I'm not gonna lie we didn't help you out any on that front <laughs> I got a couple of dogs and a lot of foot traffic yeah. a couple of beers filtered through that and and there are parts of the carpet like in the guest bathroom and things that are they're gone at the seams like where the carpet meets the tile. And, you know, they nail carpet in there. That's how carpet stays put. Yeah. Well, it has a, a tack strip, a so tack the, the strip. nails are sticking up. So there's all yeah. these exposed nails. Yeah. So these just different areas. And it's his family moving in with kids. <laughs> and I say, look, I'll, you, know, do, you do what you want. I know the guy. I know how cheap you are. You yeah. do what you want. If it's my house, I'm replacing this carpet. It needs yeah. replacing. Yeah. And I said, at the very least, because I know you, you should have it professionally cleaned. You know, get a pro in here to clean it. Right. And he says, well, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have it professionally clean. We'll see if we can get another couple of years out of it. 
What a douche, right? It's his family moving in. So, so JP and I are there. Did I say this last week? JP and I are no. there moving out. And uh, uh, this, this Mazda Miata pulls up. You know the Miata? It's a tiny, it's a, it's a it's two-seater a little thing. You can't fit anything in a Miata. No. And this kid gets out of the Miata, and he comes up to me, and he says, Hey, I'm here to do the carpets at Nathan's house. And you know, the professional carpet cleaning, they show up in a truck or a van, yeah. at least with the whole machine and the hoses. And he pulls up in the Miata. Uh, I'm here to clean the carpets. <laughs> I just look at him. I go, have at it. Maybe he had an attachment on the Miata. He would just drive the Miata to the house <laughs> right. and work on the carpet. It fits through the doorway. Yeah, right. He pulls out one of these rug doctors that you get at the Safeway. Yeah, you go to the grocery store and you get a rug doctor. Thirty-five bucks. It doesn't yeah. even work as good as the thing you could buy for your home. You know, the Bissell. It yeah. doesn't even work that good. Right. I'm just laughing at this kid. Kid does the whole house in this thing, and and believe me, lots of black water came out of this thing. Carpet looks exactly the same. It, does. <laughs> it totally does. Not one stain comes out of this carpet. No. This fucking douchey landlord of mine. So. Anyhow, this leads up to um, I go to the house to get the last of my stuff the other day, and now it's not my house, so I can't just go in the door anymore. They've moved in. So I have to knock and tell them, uh, you know, my stuff's in the garage. I knock. The woman is, she's terrified of me. She she won't open the door all the time. She knows who I am. (laughs) Oh, you've met her before. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's just, you know, and, and she, she, she cracks the door open. She peeks her head around, and the kids are all behind her. She's, like, holding them back behind her. <laughs> someone, t- someone told her. And I'm like, hey, you know, it's Justin, and I, and oh, yeah, okay, and I just need to, okay. And she, I can't even finish my sentence. She closes the door and locks it. <laughs> she locked, you heard it like the yes, deadbolt. the deadbolt. Okay, wow. yeah, all over the ground. She <laughs> locks the door. <laughs> she might, you know, she must have seen the blood stains on the wall and the right. carpet and all this stuff, and she's just going... I don't know who these pagans are that lived in this house, but I am not opening yeah. this door any wider than one foot. Maybe they knew you had a Christmas tree. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. She's terrified of me. And then I, so at the end, so I, she opens the garage and right. scurries back in the garage door. And uh, what they think must have happened in this house. Uh, I get my stuff out and I go to knock on the door again. Same thing. She barely cracks it open. And I just say, there's a couple more things left here. If you just leave the side door in the garage unlocked, you know, it's like one of these doors. It doesn't go to the house. There's the house door. Right. There's the roll-up garage door. And then there's a little side door, like a regular door. Right. I say, if you leave it unlocked, I won't have to bother you. Clearly, you don't want me bothered. I won't have to bother you. I can open the garage myself. Oh, okay. Slams the door, locks the deadbolt. I come back the next day, totally deadbolted the side garage door. Which is a... Who did she think I am? Wow. But it does give you a little insight into the state of the rat pad because clearly whatever it looked like to them, right. I was I was Jeffrey Dahmer. You were the root or well, you were the root of of why there were two giant rust who, who rusts their carpet? We did rust the yeah, carpet. From the stripperator. Yeah. There's rust on the carpet. So clearly you have magical powers. We have one of these giant commercial kegerators, like three door Three tower. I mean, a huge commercial kegerator, and and to put that on the the carpet of a house, it's not the it's not the best thing. It's to, thing really. And it's all rusted on the bottom. I think before we got it, it sat outside for a year at whatever yeah. strip club we got it from. Right. So there's yeah, there's You're these wondering two why this giant. I know. No, I'm not wondering. I'm I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm setting up how awful this house must look to a normal person. To us, it was home. 
<laughs> but to these people moving in, they're like, oh, my God, what, what happened in here? Well, and then, and then you know, every, every room is just the same eggshell white except the one weird bedroom that has the multicolors and all the holes in it. Right. Which is beautiful, by the way. The studio is fantastic. The best room in the house. (laughs) It's like, I I really want... Actually, I think Scott should go over and be like, so I want to interview you guys about what happened in the house. Yes. (laughs) What do you you think happened? Well, and then not tell me who are you from. Well, you know, I'm I'm with the media, and uh, I just want to tell you, I want to talk to you about the story about this house and what you think, you know, (laughs) what what your take on whatever happened. Just be super vague about it. Yes. Had a lot of cats. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, So anyhow, we're out of, uh, my motorcycle's still there because it's broken. I got to go. Fix that and get it's it out of there. Sitting in front of the front door still? No, it's still in the garage unless they moved it out, but I don't even know. Yeah, it was on the front door for a long time. It's on my patio. Uh, anyway. But Bevo, now Bevo was was with Sam the Douche at the time that we moved in. Yep. And uh, the state of the house, aside from a couple of new stains on the carpet, is probably better after we're moving out than it was when we moved in. I mean, it was a mess, right? The guy wouldn't even clean uh. for us. Oh, no, it was really gross. Like, I cleaned the kitchen and put your dishes away when you moved in there. Yeah. And the only thing that you guys did, aside from normal wear and tear, worth of, like, eight years on a white carpet is... Right. Yeah, who even puts normal. white carpet in yeah. a rental? If he had replaced the carpet, maybe Homegirl wouldn't have been so terrified of you. Homegirl. Agreed. Agreed. There were so many things at the house, that, uh, and, like, the, the top of the fridge uh, had, you know, an inch of dust on it when we moved in. There was a... Bu- I didn't find it for like a year after I lived there, but there was a bottle of vodka still under my kitchen sink, my bathroom sink. Who keeps vodka in the bathroom? You know who does? Alcoholics. Bebo and yeah. other alcoholics. Yeah. People, yeah. You got to hide wine bottles and, you know. No, I put that there. Oh, oh you oh. did? I'm telling you, a year later, I go in there and I'm like, I should finally clean out these cupboards. And right. there's a bottle of Stoli, a handle. <laughs> a bottle, uh, the handle, the jugs. Why was wow. Why did you do that for I used to be young and liked to party. <laughs> what? But only by yourself, clearly. And why, and why were you partying in my bathroom? Well, here. So what had happened was... The babies have to go somewhere, we Justin. Out of, we were running out of alcohol, and we were I running. knew where it was, so I was just sneaking drinks on my own. Really? Wow. <laughs> what a selfish jerk. I have a newfound respect for you, Bebo. You can take the girl out of El Sobrante. <laughs> But you can't take the vodka out the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the house is a mess when we moved it. Well, so so there it is. I got Don't a couple hate. things left to do there. Uh, we haven't even started moving into this house, really. No. There's just boxes everywhere. No, you haven't. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to do that this week. So this week, the goals are, and this will answer a lot of the questions I know that are in the feedback. Oh, yes. This week, the goals are to sign the lease on the new building and get yeah. moved in over there. Studio gets built first. Everything else we're doing is secondary. Um I'll go down to the Home Depot and pick up a couple of employees. I want to do it, too. Labor, 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 labor. <laughs> and, get the, and get some painting done. And we'll Not get the South studio Africans. Done. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Not Nigeria. Bola, bola, bola. Labor. La, 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 la. I think oh, it's a Guatemalan. La, bor, yeah. I think Moscow's watching soccer or something. That sounded like a soccer chant, <laughs> yeah. didn't it? <laughs> right. Or Slumdog uh, Million. No, sorry, guys. Football. football. Not soccer, yeah, but football. football. <laughs> How about fault. Chelsea, huh? What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
All right. So I'll get that done. And, and what will happen when we get in the new studio is that the stream and the app will be back up. The store yes. will be back up. I have nowhere to put uh, these things right now. I know everyone wants the store back up. And believe me, so do I. There are yeah. things to sell. In yeah. fact. We got the new glasses, right? Here, you want to pass that down? Why don't you throw down? these on the camera? I picked up these these awesome new, uh, oh, you're all I, I don't know, tulip-ish right glasses with the hop grenade. Yeah. They're the glasses that people have been asking me for for a couple of years, and we finally put it in the budget. Um, I have a, a pallet of them sitting at more beer. They're real stoked about that. I'm like, hey, can you store this pallet of glassware for me? Uh, until uh, So I need the place yeah. so we can open the store also. Oh, is that where they are at Morbier? They're at Morbier. Yeah, Darren wasn't too happy with me about that. Well, no, because they don't have space there either. I know. I, I can just hear it in his voice. But I, it was that or you know, what am I going to put it in my neighbor's yard? Yeah, he would do it. I don't know. I don't he, think my neighbors already don't like me also. Yeah, that's true. Well, hopefully things will calm down. You've had a busy two or three weeks. Maybe. Yeah, it'll calm down. So that's the plan, and we'll get things going for you again. We'll get the store back up. We'll get um, uh, the stream and the app. We'll be rolling again. Um doesn't matter to Humpty Dumpty, but the air conditioning will <laughs> uh, in the studio. Hey, we're loving this. It's, uh, yeah. it's freezing cold and raining in England, so we're okay, yeah. so a little what? vacation here. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's not the England we know. A little heat never killed anybody then. You know, right. I, I was thinking about these pods, right, the whole pod thing. Yeah. And uh, it's supposed to make it easier to move and right. you know, do that kind of thing. But it is kind of a good racket because you get you you tap into that laziness gene, yeah. Where it's like, well, you know, look, it's already in storage. It's fine. I'll just wait till I have time. And like two weeks later, they're like, this is three weeks worth of rent to Ching that it's we true. never really gotten. So it's kind of a great uh, invention. Just beside the fact that you can store stuff in your driveway, it's like, oh no, it's don't really worry brilliant. about it. It's fine. It does. You know, the whole idea was, you yeah. know, when you move into a place, what usually happens is you have the truck show up at your old place. And all in one day, you know, yep. you've been building the mountain of boxes for a couple of weeks. Right. All in one day, you know, you start at six in the morning. All your friends are over. You throw everything in the truck. And in the same day, the truck goes to the new house and you throw everything into the new house. And because you only have the truck for one day. Right. And then their house is chaos. So our whole thought was, well, we'll, we'll do the pod because you, you load it up as you go. That's great. And then it goes to the new house and then we'll, we'll empty it out into the bedrooms as we go. It didn't work out that way. We <laughs> no. did the pod, and I don't know how many truckloads. I had so much shit between no. my stuff and the brewing network. And I'm telling you, I moved into that house with a bed, a suitcase, and a box. And a sad song. <laughs> yeah. And I moved out with uh, a sadder song. And a pod, and, and, a, a, and eight trucks. Box and ashes. You probably so, have more or as much brewing network stuff as you do personal. Sure. Yeah, it filled yeah. up a whole other pod. So it's like doing two moves. And, yeah. and, and so the one, our personal pod sitting in the driveway, but the house is still covered. There's still boxes in every room, as yeah. if the truck showed up. Right. So it didn't work. However, it's still a brilliant idea, JP. Yeah. And you're right, because. We could just make our pile in the house bigger, yeah. but we have storage in the driveway, so we're like, fuck it, we'll pay for another week. Right. Uh, anyway, I'm, anyway, I'm never moving again, I think. Don't. I think, I think I might die right here. Remember what I said? Burn into the ground, dude. Yeah, and Start if we do, over. we're going to burn it to the ground. I, now I have homeowner's insurance, so I can burn it to the ground. Doesn't it make you feel like at least 80 years old? <laughs> I just, just insure it. I'm covered. Covered. What? Who says that? <laughs> the responsible adults, that's who. Mm-hmm. 
All right. A lot to do today. This yep. show is brought to you. Every session is brought to you by More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com and check them out. They're a great sponsor. In fact, they've been helping us with the new DVDs that we've been working yes. on. And we've shot two of them now. That's, we're, that's a wrap. And we're going to get those two together mm-hmm. and put them out soon. Um, I'm going to have JP start social networking the details about that here very soon. Good. Um, but we had two great brew days. And More Beer supplied all the brewing equipment. I've got a brand new More Beer flat um, it's a fifteen fifty twenty one hundred a twenty one hundred. Well, no, I'm sorry, it's the because it's a ten gallon system, right? I forget. I think it's eleven hundred. I think. I think you're is. right. They get confused on the numbers too. I was asking yeah. Darren about it, one of the owners, and and anyway, we, we well, when we came up with the, with the numbers, we didn't expect the growth. You know what I mean? To, to we never expected to do a flat system. We just uh, expected always the three tier stacked and then you know a couple different versions and then of course Regan came along and decided to invent the tippy dump system and then then it's the flat people were asking us to do customized flat systems and then so we the numbering scheme is it's that's the problem off. when you have a when you have a, a small business and you and, and it grows based on demand yeah uh, you have to do a numbering system and you it's impossible to predict how big it's ever going to get right so anyway. i can't even do that with our t-shirts i tried to do a numbering inventory system and it's it's hard i can that. help you with it cuz i i you know yeah, it's Whatever. all Greek to me. You can just do it. Hey, I'm Greek. So uh, <laughs> I'm half Greek, so I'll half-ass it. I Perfect. Yeah. So we have this beautiful system in our backyard. Craig is here from Humpty Dumpty, and he's the brewer. You're the brewmaster there. How do you like that more beer system back there? Did you see that? That looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, it yeah. looks like a professional brewery, but, you know, 10 gallons at a time. Yeah, it looks good. So. Looks good. I'm sure anyone could brew on that quite yes. easily. Well, whether or not the beer turns out good, we'll see. Uh, but you're right. Everyone could go through the motions. And it's all shiny and stainless. Yeah. So more beer, as always, has been great to us. I've got two uh, Ultimate Conicals sitting right here in yep. uh, Studio Temporary. Uh, you can kind of see them in the background there the, of the image. Not only the equipment, Jay, but the ingredients as well. That's true. They donated the ingredients, the equipment, yep. and everything. So you'll get to see all of that in these DVDs that will teach you how to brew from the professionals. That's right. that's the teaser for it. And we had Matt Brunelson from Firestone Walker come in here and do one. And yesterday, we had the Dan, Dan right. Gordon, come in here. That's right. And uh, he brought the Gordon Beersh Girls. <laughs> the GBGs. So DVD number two's got some ladies. Yes. Like throwing in hops and stuff, that's doing things news. that ladies do when yeah. we have nothing else for them to do. We're like, what should they do? I don't know. I haven't put the hops in, I guess. Stand around. I don't know. <laughs> what else should they do? I don't know. Uh, well, I'm an actress. Yeah. Do you know Macbeth? Yeah, I can do Macbeth. Re- please. Yeah, do do, do do me a monologue yeah. from it, and we'll just sit here and drink. And then Watch roll you. up this garden hose when you're done. Yeah. You know, any weird shit like that. But you'll see it all in the DVD, so hang tight. And uh, that's, that's all true. courtesy of our sponsor, More Beer. Today, we've got Stephen and Craig and Marianne, all from Humpty Dumpty Brewery, and you guys are out here from the U.K. We are indeed. But one of you is an American, right? That's me, yep, Stephen. <laughs> You're cheating over there. <laughs> I see what's happening. Your accent's starting to change, I can tell. A little bit. I've been there 15 years. Oh, so you have? You expect, you expect changes. So you got there. And how did you end up? We're going to get into all that. Don't let me do this now. Yeah. We'll get into that. I want to know how you ended up there. And, and did you marry to get a visa? Let me, let me know that. That well, I need I to know. I don't know how he ended up there. <laughs> Everybody wants to know. I, I got shipped over there for my day job before. Okay. And I've subsequently married into the tribes. So, uh, I see. And you've been there ever since. I've been there 15 years. You yeah. still have family here in the States? I do, yeah. My mom's in Vegas. My dad's in Pittsburgh. Oh, right. Which is where I grew up. So. Not Pittsburgh, California, no, but no, the real Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one's worse. The one with the H. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh with an H. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, hang on. I turned you off, Moscow. Is, Go is ahead. anyone aware of Pittsburgh, California? Uh, Other than people that live in the East Bay. Yeah, I don't think so. No way. Yeah, I just didn't know. I was check- now, do you, do you come to – when's the last time you came to see your family besides this trip, Steve? <laughs> I, I try to get over about once a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you do it regularly. That's good. And are you guys all headed to Vegas after this? We are indeed. Yep. Lovely. Craig, have you been to Vegas before? Not been to America before. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, no, this is great. Ever, yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, yeah. welcome to the Jewel of America, Martinez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> afterwards, if you, if you head south, you'll, you'll be able to tour the Shell Refinery. And um, you don't want to miss that. Yeah. No. A lot of pipes. It's, real, it's wonderful. It's well, that, was, that was the number one um, um, visiting place on this, on, you know, on this trip. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's just a buy stop. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you at home. Like you had your travel books like I do. When I go to Europe, I get all the books for where I'm going. Right. And I'm sure that Craig was like, oh, Martinez. Yeah. Uh, they have a train station. Yeah. When in Martinez, <laughs> come see the Bring Network Garage. Yeah. And Shell, where they turn the history into today's fuel. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking right off the top of the head, zinged it. You're already working for that the was city a good, of Martinez. That was a good uh, tagline, dude. Now, Marianne, you've been to the States <laughs> yeah. before. I have, once years ago. Okay. Connecticut for uh, five days, and then... Connecticut. Connecticut. That's where I'm from. Oh, okay. Great state of Connecticut. Well, that's why she left. So <laughs> <there> was <laughs> <a> <laughs> it was a while ago. It was okay. about 20 years ago, I think. I see. So you don't do uh, the yearly trip with Stephen? I'm not married to Stephen. You're not married to Stephen. No, oh, I I'm screwed that to up, Craig. didn't I? <laughs> you have now. Oh, well, <laughs> shit. Well, thank God, Marianne, because Stephen's a mess. Yeah. Uh, I was His worried. His wife's in England. <laughs> she stayed at home to look after the kids. Well, and who would marry an American anyway? I mean, really. Scott. Uh, <laughs> figures. Norman. Yeah, well, Scottish. at least she's not Welsh. Scott. I mean, that's just, you know, if she was Welsh, it'd be worse. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm glad we cleared all that up. <laughs> now, where in the in the UK is the brewery? In Norfolk. Okay. Yeah. That the means eastern a lot side England. of England. East yeah. of England. The east east, east, east yeah. Anglia. Can you say that on the okay. internet radio? Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could Norfolk. say Norfolk. Folk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Norfolk and good. There we <laughs> <are>. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. So we're going to talk to Humpty Dumpty today. If you've got any questions about it, um, we don't have the phones going, but Bevo is in the chat room. So hit oh, the good. chat button on the homepage, yeah. and she's here. She'll give me your questions, and and we'll do it that way. Skype um, may or may not work later on in the program. I'm, it depends if Bebo's on Target.com. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, whether or not the questions get over to us. Are you shopping today, Bev, or no? On my cell phone. She's shopping on the cell phone. There we go. That's good news. <laughs> That's good. You keeping up with those layaway payments? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, you, did, did all your layaway stuff come through, Bev? Or you, you got it all. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> you got that. Wasn't it a crib? Or something. It was a high chair, I see. Yeah. Something really necessary to her baby's Baby existence. Because there's six months after the fact or something. Yeah. It was college, is what it well, was. I didn't need it because I've been breastfeeding for so long, but now I got to or something. Now she's ready to yeah. eat real food? No more booby, t- like half booby time and half regular food? or No, the same amount of booby time, just more food. I figured it was just because they were sagging so low that she doesn't need to be up higher. They, she could just be on the ground. <laughs> and you could swing them like a pendulum. Oh, you want to be? <laughs> what is she? she now, now she's in The Gods Must Be Crazy? You was out of that movie now? She's actually on the cover of next week's National Geographic. <laughs> great. I wasn't good enough to be on time. No, you weren't. All right. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today. Um, there's an eclipse or something happening today. There's a solar eclipse. It's starting now, everybody. Oh, it is? Yeah, but you can't look at it. So don't look at it. You have to either make a pinhole camera and project it onto right. a, a white piece of paper or get 
solar eclipse glasses, but uh, don't look at it. You'll sunburn your, your retinas or whatever. Yeah, and I thought about die. it because JP sent me an email today and he yeah. said, hey, can we take a break at 6.30 to watch the eclipse? That's the think- apex. That's when the moon should be directly over the sun. But we can look at it then? We can't look at it. Because that's what I was saying. I was going, what the fuck is JP trying well, to do to I, us? I was going to actually make a pinhole uh, pinhole viewer out uh, of a beer can. Okay. So you, just, you basically just poke a hole in one end and then you, you hold it to the sun and then you have a, a, a sheet of white paper and you hold it as far away from the paper as possible but trying to get the shadow and it's basically just the shadow of the sun on right. the piece of paper so you can see the eclipse happen on the paper but you cannot look at it. I've never understood who gives a shit about looking at an eclipse on a piece of paper. We're talking, it's celestial, bo- this has been happening right. for millions, I'm sorry but to you, can, I don't mean to but insult you, can you. Do that millions like, of years. But you could do that like in Photoshop and it would look better but than looking at a, at a, but it's not real on the piece of paper either, it's a, it's a, it's a it, white light that's traveling the beauty across of it. a that's, piece of paper. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's really happening but you can't even see it because it's so powerful. Could, okay, first of all, wow. Yeah. Um, second... Can we record it and then watch it Ooh, in no. real life? Interesting. No, because it'll well, be a big bright smart. thing. No, but there will be actually. I think there are things live streaming that have the uh, f- have the filter on them that because you need a filter. You can't just look through a telescope. At Which it. is also not real. Why do it at six thirty then? You could do it any time, right? This is what I'm getting at. I don't know. I, I guess I wanted to. Exp- the pagan in me wants to experience this rare thing, this rare event. Did uh, you prepare a dance? Yes, actually, I did. well, no, actually, I didn't. I, I, I'm prepared to do a dance, but it's more free form. It's I not see, right. you can't plan emotions. Like no, that. you can't. No. On the positive side, we'll have the sun blocked for about an hour and a half of the program tonight. That's so true. Yeah. We need yeah. that. Right. Will you be naked for said dance? Um, do you want me to be? Of course. Then yes. Sweet. Right. Uh, Nobody. Anyway, wants we that. don't have to take a break because I kind of realized whatever. But it would, okay. you know, we'll see. It'll be cool. All right. Well, I didn't want to let you down. I just was thinking uh, about. It. I was like. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> so, all right. Um, should we do some feedback? Let's do it. Before we take a break, and then we're going to talk to Humpty Dumpty. We'll take a, we might take some long breaks today. I'm just going to uh, warn everybody. Good. It's really hot. It's hot. We're going to need to get some air. And, you know, back in the day... When um, you're young, you're not a kid anymore. Yeah, I was like, oh, we need, to, we need to sweat through this. We can't take long breaks. We need to... Uh, and now yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that was your Don Imus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That I was your stern coming out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, let's just take a break. It's fine. Yeah. So it's I'm better just, for the guests. It's warning you now. You can go... When we take a break, go grab a beer. If you need to ventilate your balls like we're going to need to, feel free to do that. I apologize, Marianne. That's going to happen all night long. That's fine. Absolutely fine. Don't worry. I know about ventilating balls. It's fine. I'm married to Craig. Craig looks like a very sweaty ball guy. It's fine. It's all right. It's good. Let's do some feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Williams Brewing Company. You can go to williamsbrewing.com and check them out. One of the longest-running homebrew shops in the Bay Area. And people love them for their on-time shipping. Go to williamsbrewing.com. They also have a great selection of stuff. All right, uh, sent from my iPhone writes in. Uh, <laughs> I love putting that shit in. It's so good. Change your change your your signature on your phone. Come on, you have a smartphone and you have to be smarter than the phone. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, he writes in last week or so. Uh, uh, for the last week or so, the app has not been working correctly, and it's depriving me of my favorite brewcast. Also, now I don't know what to do while I'm at work. I may actually have to be productive. Please help. <laughs> 
Yeah, as I said, uh, as soon as we get in the new studio, that stuff will be a little more reliable, and the stream will be a- back up and running. Uh, just we're in flux, man. Bear with me. We're lucky we're getting any shows done at all. I was telling Humpty Dumpty, I was like, I, you know, this temporary studio stuff is a pain in the ass, but we got to stay on the air, so we're doing our best. Uh, all right. California Sour writes in, Hey, Justin, can you please fact check? A couple of weeks back, you passed along a dangerous rumor. So set the record straight. Dangerous. It's dangerous. And by the way, when we get to the rumor, you'll know that the rumor is about like eight months old. Now. Yeah. Then, um, he says, um, the rumor that I started was that Cantillon is pulling out of NorCal. He says Cantillon is not out of NorCal. Rumors like that make people hoard. And that's the thought. Um, and that is uh, thought to make things worse for all of us. So... First of all, he tells me, please chill out about Cantillon, since promotion is not exactly needed. What does that even mean? And then please check out rumors in general. You're industry, dude, so you can call the Shelton Brothers as easy as anybody else can. Please fact check and set the record straight, since other ways uh, the BN is super professional and a leader in the brewing world. Cheers from California Sour. Seriously, don't take my word for it. Fact check. First of all. I'm supposed to stop promoting Cantillon because yeah. they're popular? Right. Fuck you. Right. That's all I have to say. That's my answer to that. What are you, an idiot? If I'm, if I'm fascinated with a beer, if I'm a huge fan of a beer, I'm going to talk about it. No, no, you can't. Well, because then people will buy it. Yeah, it'll promote hoarding. Wonderful. Great. And people should buy the beer. Yeah. But then you'll be a sellout, man. Uh, stop promoting it. What a stupid thing to ask me to do. Now, second of all, uh, maybe I did screw up on the rumor. I don't know. But we were told by a local Bay Area distributor. In fact, that's how it came out on our show. That they said, uh, we are no longer getting shipments of Cantillon to uh, right. to the Bay Area. And then I did check it with local bar owners. Yes. I did not call the Shelton Brothers, so I'll give you that. However, I cannot find Cantillon in stores in the Bay Area. Nor have you been able to for about a year. I can find it occasionally, yeah. on the rare occasion, on tap at a certain place. But I so if, so if you could tell me, please, where I can go buy Cantillon in the Bay Area, I promise not to. I promise not to tell anybody on the air. But you can call the Shelton Brothers as easily as your listeners can. Yeah. Not to mention that a, a highly reputable. Source would be, you know, uh, I don't know, the brewer of Cantillon said at the Craft Brewers Conference in San Francisco last year, Mm -hmm. they will no longer be available in California, the distributors pulling out. So I don't know how closer of a kind of a source that you want, um, you asshole. How about that? (laughs) Perfect. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess I could have called the Shelton Brothers, yeah. but yeah, Jean said it's it, and, and I can't find it. So my fact-checking is my need to buy Cantillon, and I can't. That's two sources. They say just fact-check with two sources. We did. The brewer and uh, the distributor. <laughs> right. So there you go. Anyway. But yeah, please chill out about Cantillon, since promotion is not exactly needed. It's not exactly. <laughs> who need, I mean, everyone needs promotion. Humpty Otherwise, Dumpty. your brand's going to forget yeah. about it. If your beer was selling out all the time, and I loved it, I'm in the UK and I'm such a fan, and I come on the air every week and I talk about it, and it's selling out all the time with, it, with or without me talking about it, are you upset with me for talking about it? <laughs> no. Of course no. not. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, Craig has to do all the work. He's like, yes, yeah, shut Craig. the fuck up. <laughs> I need I'm a day work. off. Yeah. You need to work harder. <laughs> Just make it brutal. Right. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Uh, somebody else without a name writes in. Uh, yeah, no one signs stuff anymore. He said, you guys have been really on this uh, Hall & Oates thing lately. Did you know that there's an emergency Hall & Oates hotline that you can call any time of day no just in case you need some immediate Hall & Oates satisfaction? Evo's grabbing, grabbing your phone. Let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it on Skype. I hope I've made my Skype work properly. Uh, okay, so if Hall & Oates comes on, you can have my headset. <laughs> what do I need to do here? I need to I unplug need to something. This is our dedication to Hall and Oates. We're Hall unplugging. Holland? We're H O L L A N D. Yeah, it's a cover band. It's Holland yeah, <laughs> Holland Oates. <laughs> if an oatmeal company from Holland w- would exist, they should call it Holland Oats because they would make a killing. What are you going to have for breakfast? Holland Oats while listening to Holland Oats, and then I'm going to go to the Holland Oats show, huh? Click register that dot com. <laughs> oh yeah. Bevo's either crying or her eyes are sweating. <laughs> yeah, both. All right. Thank you. I don't think my Skype's working. Oh, it's an invalid phone number. Hang on. That's stupid. You should have fact checked, bro. Fact check your sources. Yeah, don't just spread Hall and Oates rumors all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, this is a dangerous rumor because it promotes hoarding of records. You could call Mr. Hall or Mr. Oates just as easily as anybody else. Yeah, bruh. It should be. Seven one nine twenty six oats. That's yes! the number. <laughs> twenty six oats. Uh, but it won't let me do it. That's too bad. Someone call from here. What? Seven one nine twenty six oats. Seven one nine. Yeah. Twenty six six two eight. Seven. You're not supposed to clog up emergency lines, by the way, unless you truly <laughs> have an emergency. an emergency. It's a butt dial. You had 6287? Yeah. I had it as... OATS? It should be 719-266-2837. No, it can't be completed as that. I had... Oh. I had well, what a... Well, that sucks. I was really excited about two that. 26 which is 6... Sometimes I do need... Uh, sometimes two, I'm on the road, and I need my Hall eight, and seven. Yeah. <laughs> No, nope, invalid. It's over. You got to get the e in there, isn't it? O a t e s. Oh yeah, don't forget the e. Did I misspell it? Yeah. No, no it's o a t s. No. No, it's o a t e s. Yeah. yeah. There's an e. Really? Yeah. That's what I called. Two eight three seven. All right. Well, try it anyway. Try it, Bebo. Or just oh, listen it's to this. Hey, it's working. <laughs> right. I think it's like the they might be giants who have a dial a song. Where you call up and every week they would have just record a different song on their answering machine. I believe right. they still have that. That's pretty rad. Do, do does anybody care about Hall and Oates in the UK? Were they popular in the eighties? Uh, they were popular eighties. Yeah, they were. Okay, yeah, private eye. I can't go for that. Oh yeah, see, uh, there we go. Others, yeah. Craig knows them all. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Oh, yeah. I can't go. Nowhere was safe, huh? I wish they do the. <laughs> I wish they do the winery tour. You know, I go. Oh, yeah, what is up with them? If we had better bandwidth, I would look at it now. Oats still one of them. I, I think forget Hall. Which, is I it don't Hall? think o- Oates does it. Hall is the blonde one. Yeah. Hall still tours. Yeah. And tour plays. In and oh, he, really? Yeah. Did you go? Uh, no, it's <laughs> not. Quite, it's not yet. Oh, oh, he's going month, to tour. He's going to touring. Sorry, my accent's a bit. Bad, isn't That's it? okay. <laughs> I might need to go to England to see. What if, I, what if I fly to England to see Hall? I would kick your ass. Yeah. I really yeah. would. It's actually sold out. Really? Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. They are. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hall does it. He has a great band. They know all the tunes, and uh, they do all the Hall & Oates hits. I don't know what Oates does. He just goes like this. <laughs> he just wiggles. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> what else do I have here? Yes, Bebo? I think the problem is is that nobody realized that Oates was a person because they thought Holland Oates was one man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. That's why Oates never made it. They were like, who's Oates? You mean Holland? <laughs> Mr. Holland's Oates. It's a movie I made up. Uh, here's a question from sent from my iPhone. If I have a big beer, uh, i.e. like a Russian Imperial Stout, that I want to age for a couple years, am I better to bulk age that beer or carbonate and fill with my Blickman beer gun? Also, if I fill with the beer gun, could I store it at room temperature? I live in Florida, and so it's around 73 to 75 in my house. That's weird. Uh, if you do, if you, something about running beer through a Blickman beer gun automatically makes it impervious to temperature changes. <laughs> right. Who, what? Well, no. Craig, maybe you can help us out with this one. You don't want to store beer at that temperature regardless. No, definitely not. Yeah. No, no, no. Now, but, what about this storing in a bottle versus storing in, like, the five-gallon kegs that we use? I think that's what he's asking. Uh, what would you recommend? I'd store it in a bottle. You'd do the bottle. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. It's a higher alcohol beer, mm-hmm. so it is more impervious to certain things. One advantage, I think, to storing it in a keg as a home brewer would be um, that you could keep CO2 on that keg and, and maybe lack uh, less oxygen permeation. Yeah. So that's one thing as a home brewer. Um, well, but, and it's, yeah, storage space, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. You know? But then you do have to have a big keg of beer, whereas if you do yeah. the bottle version, you, you know, put it in a case somewhere, yeah, put it in the right. cellar. That's right. You're tying up a keg for forget about for it. how long? A year, two no. years? What you doing? Yeah. Why would you store it in a bottle, Craig, over, over just leave it in the keg? Um, you, store it in many, you store it in many bottles, can't you? Yeah. That's the thing. You open yeah. one, that's not quite ready yet. Well, well that's, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, um, Taste it as you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if we talked about having our barley wine later. That's been in a bottle for four years. Wow. Even when it was young, it wasn't uh, highly conditioned. Mm-hmm. So I, I would take the point about the the CO two pressure and the possible oxygen. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we'll we'll take pot luck later and see how it's aged. But uh, <laughs> that's true. It is seven. It is nine point two percent. It ought to keep. It have some keeping power, and uh, presumably with a little bit of positive pressure on the bottle, yep, you'll keep the oxygen out. Maybe a little tiny bit of diffusion, but I think it'll be okay. Okay. I wouldn't keep it at 70-odd degrees, though. That's no. Yeah, that you want to you want to try to store any of your beer in. Um, now, consistency is the key, but a temperature like that is too hot. If yeah. you could keep it, it somewhere in the 50s, even the really low 60s, if you keep it consistent, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But the colder you keep it and the more consistent, the longer it's going to last. So even in the 60s, you're probably reducing some of its shelf life. But if you can get it down into the 50s, yeah. keep it there. Beer could last a long time. Right. Well, no, 70 is, is, is too hot. I mean, that's, right. like, uh, that's like what beer in England is served at, isn't it? Isn't that 70 degrees? <laughs> yeah, they brought it down to 70 now. Yeah, oh, they have. Yeah. Yeah. Camera is doing yeah. a great job, I tell you. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, Mar- Mary writes in, I hope all's well with you. Um, I want us to be good friends for good. I'm waiting for your reply, so send me my pics. Thanks from Mary. <laughs> It must be a spam. No. Or, or Mary's really interested in Mary, JP. She's really interested in, in feedback. <laughs> well, we should send her our picks. We should send her. I kind of want to mess with her. <laughs> I think I might do it. Uh, Barry writes in. Uh, Mary and Barry? Hey, Justin and the rest. I just wanted to say you saved my ass on Mother's Day, um, a day that I usually screw up. My mom is a serious hophead, and I remembered the ads for hop drops. 
she loved them. And I uh, would not have known about them if not for your awesome show and your sponsors. Love the show. Keep it up, Barry. Well, that's cool. Yeah, support our yeah. sponsors. And uh, you saved Mother's Day is the main part of that. He's right. Like, I forgot about my mom and her day <laughs> that was created by a lady in the 20s. <laughs> like, I don't know. And so I'm here. Here, Mom, have some candy. Yeah. Have some oh, you're the candy. best son ever. Yes. All right. Matt from Indiana writes in... Um, Dear Brewcasters, thanking the BN for the huge role you guys have played in helping my brewing knowledge to get where it is today. This year, three of my beers advanced to the second round of the National Homebrew Conference. That's pretty good. Yeah. And he says they were all based on Brewcaster recipes. Nice. So, stay black, Matt from Indiana. <laughs> all right. Uh, will there be a version of the app that doesn't require Flash Player to listen? Man. My phone is old and does not support Flash. How about getting back... On Shoutcast. Sent from my jitterbug. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sent from my walkie-talkie. <laughs> um, Western Union. No, we won't be getting on Shoutcast. So, Thank you. Sorry. Like, I'm solving... I would solve one person's problem and eliminate <laughs> yes. 17,000 yeah. others. I, I mean, I understand your phone's old, but, you know, come on. Bro. Yeah. Just wait for the next upgrade and yeah. you'll be all right. Uh, Geo... From Illinois writes in, hey, I've been listening to BN for a few months now and appreciate everything you guys do. Um, I work the night shift in a factory and have been robbing the BN of eight hours of podcasts every night for a while. So I decided to finally join the BN Army. All the brewing knowledge has come from the BN, so keep up the good work. P.S. Suck it, JP. Uh, Gio from yeah. Carroll Stream, Illinois. Yeah. Thanks for signing up. Yep. All right. You too can sign up and join the BN Army. Just hit the donate button on the homepage. And if you're a recurring donor, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Raffle, where we give away a $100 gift certificate to More Beer every month. Also, you get exclusive access to uh, VIP passes to BN events and all that kind of garbage. So uh, <laughs> sign up and be a donor. It helps us uh, keep this thing going. Yep. Promise you that. Yeah. Gets us out of the garage once more. <laughs> yeah. Sign up now. So we can buy another air conditioner. Wow. So, uh, actually, that is a funny thing. Our new uh, building, it doesn't have air conditioning yet. <laughs> well, it's part of my lease terms. I'm not moving into it without it. But I'm, I'm writing out these terms to this guy, and one of them is that dude's going to have to put in some central air. And he tries, he's, you know, he's blowing smoke up my ass left and right. He's going, hi, ah, it's Martinez. You know, it stays real cool down here by the waterfront. Yeah, fuck you, real cool. And uh, you don't really need it. And I'm just going, no. Does it feel dude. real cool in here? You want to rent me your no. building. Yeah. Now, the building, you'll like this. Yeah. Uh, it used to be, a, a, like, a, up until like a couple months ago. It was a grow house, <laughs> like a grow house. Yeah, like medical. Well, grow quote unquote, house. Yeah. yeah, medical <laughs> right. grade grow house. So there, I went in. There's all holes in the ceiling. Yeah, for, like the giant four inch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, just think how many cancer patients they helped. You know. <laughs> well, because you live by the refinery, I guess. Is right. Pretty, you know? <laughs> but uh, you know, in thinking about it, yeah. um, you know, the good thing about that is that the electricity will be like rock solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we won't be blowing any fuses in that building because we're not no, going to be. They're running a bunch of two twenty everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're good. What are those? What are those lights called? Like high pressure. Sodium, yeah, yeah. Or metal halide. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I don't know why Moscow knows. I don't know why Moscow knows I, either. I looked it up on my laptop just now. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Anyway, uh, funny stuff. All right, let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a break yeah. and uh, get some air and get a beer. When we come back, we're going to talk to Humpty Dumpty Brewing and find out about some English brewing for once. We haven't done that in a while, and we've got their beers to try. So hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. 
Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way.
down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. I told you we might take a couple long breaks today yeah. just so we can get out and air out a I saw bit. the eclipse. And, oh, you did? I made a pinhole <laughs> thing and put it on a little pro- a pinhole projector. You did? You yeah, did all that at the break? Yeah, it's halfway through. How, the eclipse is halfway there. How cool was it to see a little light on the <laughs> Actually, it was, it was really cool because you look up in the sun, you're like, I, it just looks like a blinding thing of light. But you, you, you hold up the little pinhole, light shine through, and you saw on the, on the cardboard... Mm-hmm. This uh, darker circle in the middle of a, a lighter one. It looks wow. really cool. <laughs> wow. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Mascot, maybe you should just paint him uh, an eclipse. He can hang it on his wall or something. Can It'll I... look like one of those big black and white cookies. Yeah. In 20 minutes is when it's going to be a full apex. Can I, can I just run out there and do it real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Thank man. You. I'd hate to deprive you of that excitement. It's once in a... Like every couple years. Of years. Yeah. Well, no, this is a rare. It's a corneal, maybe. Everybody corneal? says that they're like, "Oh, it's never going to happen again." And then I watch the news, and two weeks later, oh, there's an eclipse today. <laughs> well, that's a full eclipse. This is not a full eclipse. Full eclipse happens or partial happen. They happen a lot, and especially because uh, in, in in here, California, and on the West Coast, you're gonna we're, we get like the best view in the world. Usually, it's a different hemisphere. All right, I don't care. Well, I'm telling you though, and you got a perfect day for it too. Right. Some guy was in Hong Kong before on the Twitter, and he was saying. We're going to go out and hope the clouds clear so we can see a little bit of this. And here, you right. know, it's a glorious day for well, this. Well, he's, he's uh, an optimist because they're not clouds. Smog, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Just, so there are people in the world like JP that really care, and here I am in the best place to see it just shitting all over it. I don't care right, at but all. Then, but then when I go, I don't want to travel because I've seen uh, travel documentaries. I've been to Peru via you know a few different uh, eyeballs, and uh, I don't need to go. And you're like, but that... Is you know stupid? And, well, this is the same thing. This is better. This is the universe, bro. <laughs> On a piece of paper. Yeah, well, because it's so That's powerful, that it will blow you your eyes that. out. It'll be like the Indiana Jones at the end of it when everyone's all melting their face. Like ah! it's like that. All right. all right, we've got Humpty Dumpty Brewing uh, in the studio with us, and they're out here visiting from the UK. We flew them in on the BN jet. Uh, just to via United, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Landed him right here in Martinez at the at the airfield. International Martinez I think they just parachuted yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. We, and by landed, we mean we pushed them out the plane. Yeah, well, because yeah. They, they don't allow jets to land at that little airport. It's prop driven aircraft only. Right, right. So they had to jump. I'm glad you all made it. We should have a BN Zeppelin. That's what we should. <laughs> An airship. Yeah. Right. So welcome Look to the program. Airship. Thank you all. We've got uh, Stephen and Marianne and Craig. And um, you're all uh, partners in the company as well. We uh, are, yep. And, and then I also I did want to give a special hello not only to our fans in the UK on the other side of the pond, <laughs> but also to Stephen's lovely wife. Leslie, uh, who's watching and listening to the program over there. And is also a partner. And she, is also and a partner. She runs the business end of it. Oh, she does? Yep. So she does the stuff that really matters. And she's yeah. staying home with the kids as well. So. Yeah, wow. how, did, how did you pull a vacation off without <laughs> the, the, the family? Horse, a little horse training there. <laughs> she gets the horse, I get the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, so hello, <laughs> Leslie, and um, and and so and then Craig is the is the brewmaster. Do I have that right? That's right. Yeah. Well, I would say master, right. but yeah, I'll get on with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The the brew sort of. Yeah. He's the head brewer. All right, the head brewer there. <laughs> Wonderful. And how long have you guys uh, had Humpty Dumpty? Uh, since the year of 2006. Six, yeah. Yeah. Since 2006. Yeah. And yeah. did you Six. build the brewery? No, we did not. No, no. 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 We took well, it over as a, a going concern. It, it, the, the story of Humpty Dumpty with the Georges, which is Steve and his wife Leslie, and the Fomoys, which is Marianne and Craig, started in, 1990, sorry, in 2005 with a great British beer festival in Olympia. Mm-hmm. And we were drinking some beers and we were saying, this is uh, okay, but it's not great and maybe we could do a bit better. Um, and then the three of us decided it would be a good idea to think about maybe doing something together because Craig and I were thinking about doing something away from the day job to have the future planned out. And Steve and Leslie, unbeknownst to us, were thinking the same. So we decided to get together and we had a weekend in the diary and between the beer festival and the weekend in the diary... In What's Brewing, the camera publication in the UK, an okay. advert came up for Humpty Dumpty Brewery for sale. Ah, okay. And we just thought, wow. <laughs> there we perfect. go. Yeah. We should point out there was a fate? huge amount of alcohol involved in <laughs> taking <was>. this decision <laughs> initially. Ah, okay. We were at the Great British Beer Festival, which should say something. <laughs> sure. But we're walking around drinking all this sort of mediocre beer, really. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you're saying, well, if people can be out there making mediocre beer, then... We should be able well, to do we better. We can too. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a, we had a clear vision to do yeah. better. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we, yeah. Um, we were drinking American and British and Belgian beers quite a lot, and uh, Craig and I had been brewing together for three or four months at that time, sort of all grain brewing every weekend. Okay. And we just said, you know, we are making beers now that are better than many of the beers here. Got awesome. So so why not give it a go? Mm. And were you both home brewers separately before yes. meeting each yeah. other? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been a member of the campaign for ELL yeah. since 1981. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. you were legal. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I was nine. Yeah. Oh, is that- <laughs> <laughs> You had your card. I was a member. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are home brewing and you go to the, the, the Great British Beer Festival, which which really our Great American Beer Festival is a direct uh, ripoff of that, but in, a, in an honorary way. You know, Charlie Papazian, who started it here, um, met with Michael Jackson and said, I really love your Great British Beer Festival. And Michael said, well, you could do one. You should do it too. So our whole thing is, is modeled off of, of yours anyway. What happened with the one-ounce pours, though? I, I don't get that. <laughs> is it, what are the pours at the Great British? Uh, just by, by the pint. You really. get a pint. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's not free. It's you not on the it. price of the ticket. Uh-huh. But once you're in the door, you're, you drink as much as you want. So. Oh, you do? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a completely different uh, ethos there. Right. It's basically the world's largest pub. Well, I think there is a couple significant differences. One would be the alcohol content, which I think we'll talk about with with your beer yeah. kind of versus American beer also. But not just that. I mean, I don't know how many beers are at the Great British Beer Festival, but we're talking about over 2,000 beers. at, at Even at an ounce at a time, people are getting drunk at the GABF. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it is psychological, too. It's like taking shots of, like, uh, you know, sake, which is 14%. Yeah. You know, you have four shots. That's like a half a glass of wine. Right. right. And you think you're way more wasted than if you had had half a glass of wine. Had, sure. Had, if you had had... had had a, 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 mm-hmm. have you had, had a, it's all clear to me now right. that's great if you had had a glass of had a wine yeah 
I got you the first. So I think a, I think a lot of it, you know, you're, you're you're pumped in the zone. It's you know a lot of college kids and uh, a lot of farts, and I think it <laughs> and messes, messes with me. Yeah, but I think a lot of it's psychological. Yeah. So there's there's around, around about six hundred. Yes, sorry. Yes. There's around about six hundred different cask beers at the Great British Beer Festival. Wonderful. Plus a foreign beer bar. Okay. With um, beer bar. from from with keg beers and bottled beers. I see. There's probably a, a choice of around about a thousand beers. Oh, so it's quite a bit of beer there too. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you go to this festival and you've known each other and you've been brewing together for a while and you 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 tie one on and uh, at the end of the day you start talking about opening your own place. Yeah. 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 yeah well, Steve, we, we, Steve's wife didn't know at the time. Leslie was travelling to Scotland with the kids again. That's yeah. strange. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, beer, yeah. Having fun. Yeah. Leslie, bless you. We're, hello. <laughs> we're, start, we're learning a lot about Steve right now. <laughs> we're learning more about Leslie than <laughs> she really controls him. The most, yeah. the most patient woman in the world. Yeah. I wouldn't let Steve yeah. out of this. No, you're, we're going we're gonna to own some weird thing in America now. No, absolutely not. Stay Steve's home. going home to empty house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I'm sure we're helping with that. Yeah. So Leslie didn't know uh, about this idea. What, what were your day jobs, Steve and, and Leslie? Uh, Leslie was working in uh, foreign exchange programs. Okay. And I was working and, and still am working in uh, oil refining Okay. So I'm well versed in your uh, neighbors down the road. You feel right at home here. <laughs> yeah. So, so Steve, let me ask you: Am I safe here, or am I going to die early of cancer? <laughs> You're perfectly safe. <laughs> the industry toadies. <laughs> you have to say that, don't you? Uh, that things are so much better than they used to be. To be, you know, to okay. change, to completely change the subject, they're much better than they used to be. I see. Yeah, I mean, and you guys are way ahead of the curve in California too, because that's right. You know, carb and everything. They're they're much more. Robust in terms of enforcement, then you're going to find it. Uh, CJP, we're going to be fine. Yes, we're going to be all right. What worries me, you know, I, I think I've said this on the airport. Yeah. I had a very good friend of mine uh, pass away uh, from leukemia. Right. And when she, when they first diagnosed her, and she went to the doctor, she went to Kaiser or something, and they, because leukemia is sort of an unknown cancer, they don't really know why people get it. They do this whole interview process, and one of the questions in right. the interview process was, "Did you ever live in Martinez?" <laughs> oh. They specified Martinez. No. Yes. yes. And I remember it to this day, going. Actually, at the time, I was living in – I was living – I'm not joking about this – across the street from the refinery. <laughs> there was the fence that says do not enter, danger, high voltage, all that kind of shit. Right. And then there was a street, yeah. and, and then there was my house. And there was you. And anyhow, this is why I asked Stephen. But well, I think You don't fine. drink the water, do you? That's, no. That's, I, that's <laughs> something else. No. I, shit. No, and if the leaves fall off the trees, maybe it's time to pack up. But, uh. So you remembered it and you bought. And here, and anyway. I bought here, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, Craig and Marianne, what did you do before the brewery? What was your day job? Well, I, my day job still is. Okay. I'm, I'm a company secretary, so I work for com- in company law. Okay. Um, and I, like Steve, still have my day job. You do? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. So and, you we, know, a lot of brewers here are doing that, too. When you start up, you have to keep your day job to yeah. get this thing yep. going. Yep. Uh, we just thought that we needed some stability, and we didn't want to just put all our eggs in one basket, to be perfectly honest, because... Attempting as it is to give up the day job and take the leap of faith into the business, we just really know that we need a certain amount of money every month to pay the mortgage. And, sure. And because we're an LLP, a limited liability partnership, rather than a company, we take drawings rather than a salary. Okay. So Leslie and, St- Leslie and Craig, once we've paid the staff, the bills, this, or that, then if there's anything left in the pot. Got it. Guys have that. And so, so, in case there's nothing left in the pot, you yeah. two have to be able to provide a little for the family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I understand. Well, and that, certainly in the early years, that was that was that was, the, that was the model. Yeah. That was yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. There was no. There was nothing left in the pot. Sure. Well, and that's that's the the non romantic side of owning your own brewery that nobody really talks about or or factors in. Where you know you can't just go okay. 
here's my brewery. I throw open the door and I fire up the kettle for my first batch. Well, what are you doing for an income? Yeah. And, like and, you, 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 need, you need money to keep going until you can this, break away. When we first started talking, we talked about starting a brewery from grassroots, from zero. Yeah. And you say, well, how big would you start? One barrel? Three? Five? Uh, you know, it, this business ultimately needs to be able to support two families. Yeah. yeah. And that needs to be a fairly good-sized brewery. Yeah. But we were prepared in those days to start as maybe a, a three- or a five-barrel plant. Wow. And then just so happened, as Marianne was saying, uh, we found this brewery for sale. And what, how many barrel was it already? It's an 11 – well, it was sold to us as 10. Okay. And we're currently getting about 11 and a half off of it without liquoring back. It's just hmm. – we're just going higher on the fermenter. We're getting better yields off the grain. So we're just – we're filling up to about 11 and a half barrels. Got it. So, so that's a good start, but that's still a small amount of beer for two, two, for two families. In other words, you must really have to brew a lot to get enough yes, barrels really. out got, there. Yeah, we've got four fermenters. Uh, we brew Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Um, and – the rest of the week we're uh, sort of racking and, and, and so and so. Sure. Um, we're hoping to get a uh, expand into either a twenty or thirty barrel plant. Okay. With at least two fermenters. Yeah. Got it. We're at that stage now where we need to expand. And is it just a brewery, or is it a brew pub, or just a brewery? It's a, it's, so it's a production brewery, is what we would call it here. Well, we, have yeah. we have a shop. Yeah. We bottle about maybe fifteen or twenty percent of our production. Okay. And we sell the rest draft. In, I see. In casks. And who, so who's the, who's, who does the sales? Who puts that beer on draft? We have a, a team of salespeople. Yeah. Oh, you do? Um, okay. Yeah, and we do, yeah. Part-time. A lot of people come part-time, work about half-time, half, half time and, uh, okay. and sell the beer into the regional pubs. Got it. Yeah. And uh, so, Craig, what did you do before becoming the brewer here? Uh, originally, I'm a butcher by trade. Really? Uh, yeah, but then the money was... Uh, uh, a little bit too low. and uh, So you got into brewing. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear like like a, like butchers are there. That's a dying trade. I, you know, I hear especially in, in America where a lot of people yeah. are going more processed yeah. meats and kind of yeah. stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I used to I used to work in a shop and yeah. uh, that went down the pan. Basically, went to supermarket work mm. and things like that. Uh, just got bored of it. Basically. Yeah. Then started to work in the city of London. As, you know, in facilities departments of uh, law firms, soon got bored with that. <laughs> <laughs> every every brewer early. has has some foot always in law. It's true. You, every, just, you know, whether it was that they were incarcerated or that they, <laughs> there's always some foot in. Yeah, I don't know why being a butcher is fascinating to me, but it is, and I think partly because of what JP's talking about. I, you know, m- most of the times now there are exceptions. But most of the time when we see butchers here, like you said, it's in the supermarket. Like if I go to the Safeway, they're just packaging, you know, meat. And yeah. I hardly call that butchering. No. Re- repackaging. Repackaging, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Unwrap anyhow. it, put a new date on it, repack it. <laughs> so how old are you when you get into homebrewing, Craig? Homebrewing? Oh, right. Very early age. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I was 17, 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got about it. four years ago, yeah. And uh, why? <laughs> yeah. He's getting younger every minute. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> now, and why did you start homebrewing? Because you could get great beer uh, in England, right? At uh, that time, no, you couldn't. Back in the sort of late 70s, no, you couldn't. Okay. Um, what started me off was um, um, a chain called uh, the Firking Chain, which is owned by David Bruce. And um, what, what he'd done was he actually brewed on the premises mm-hmm. of the, the pubs that he had. About, probably had about a dozen pubs. And he brewed on each premises. Uh, the beers were good, great real hours. They also sold kits. That's what started me off, basically. Okay. Um, but they were more text, they were extract kits. Mm. But then went on to four grain kits and, and got started from there, really. Got it. Uh, I was right real ale. I could never settle on a drink uh, when I was younger. 
I was drinking things like creme de menthe and vodka for some strange reason. And all, <laughs> together? Yeah. At the yeah, same time? Together at the same time, yeah. Oh, did you, did you hide them in the bathroom before you poured your drinks? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Craig relates to Bevo. Try creme de menthe. No one notices. Oh, your breath smells fresh. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was whatever else the folks had in the liquor cabinet, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you never found like your drink, is what you're saying. I didn't really. No, yeah. um, I tried lagers and things like that. Mm. And keg ale in Britain was pretty foul. Yeah, uh, foul. Um, my local brewery was Ben Truman uh, Brewery in the east end of London. They started bringing out real hours again, and. Uh, Got hooked on it from then, really. Okay. You know? All right. And so brewing for a while. And, and Steve, what got you into homebrewing? Um, I was uh, – I did a lot of traveling when I was a graduate engineer. So I was in you know my early 20s. And um, I, my first sort of job was in Chicago. And I sort of – Goose Island was my local in that time. You know, before they were a big oh, yeah. international company, they were a brew pub. <laughs> and I drank there for a while. And then I went and traveled the world and uh, – I spent the summer '94 in Belgium with mm. a huge expense account. They they made a special <laughs> exception for me for some reason, and they were giving me 65 bucks a day to spend on food. Oh, wow! And, and you could live on like 20 bucks a day, and the rest was on beer. Yeah. And I was in Antwerp, and there's a lovely pub there called the Culminator, and they had all these brilliant like lambics and gerges, uh, and they were like ten dollars a bottle, and you know, oh, I'll have another one, you know, bring it on. Sure. And just got interested over that summer of 94. And uh, in those days, there, you know, to, to get into the brewing, I started looking at Lambic brewers and Belgian-style brewers, and there was a homebrew digest in the day, and then there was a Lambic mm-hmm. digest that went alongside that. And mm. I got corresponding with those people over CompuServe. Oh, wow. And and it was just just before the the web started to be the web as it is now, and it was – you, know, you were using Lynx browser and stuff like that. It was really lo-fi. And mm. I was mostly just text-based. And I started reading up. I spent a whole summer just reading about brewing. And then I settled in Chicago again and started brewing. Okay. Uh, I got into home brewing. Um, there's, a, there's sort of a, a classical old brewer guy called Al Corzonis uh, mm. who had a homebrew shop in uh, sort of countryside, sort of south – well, central West Chicago. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of books. Right? He did. He wrote. Yeah. He, he read, he's written a really, books, I think, right? He's written a great book on on brewing. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't know. He just seems to disappear off the scene. Yeah. But I I got in touch with him and I came down to his shop and he set me up with a homebrew kit, all kit beer at that time. I didn't. I was still. I mean, in those days, it was all the the Papasian, you know, relax, don't worry, have a homebrew. But there was this whole subtext of be very afraid of a stuck mash. Oh. And they scared you off of trying to do all-grain brewing. Well, so, and equipment hadn't come along uh, so much. Certainly not. So, no. yeah. You know, and it, but there were people talking about false bottoms and, you know, you know, kitchen, uh, window screens and stuff to sieve out your beer and stuff. It was a little <laughs> bit lo-fi, but... A little but, bit. Uh, <laughs> but, but, so I was always a kit brewer until I, I moved over to the UK. And then mm. I went on a workshop in uh, southwest London. There's a fellow called uh, Richard Burns who runs a little homebrew shop. Mm-hmm. And he does a once a year, he has a, a all-grain brewing workshop. And his basic philosophy is, this isn't hard. Yeah. Just come in and do it. And once we did that, it was like, well, there's no turning back now. Yeah, you know, of course. And now, you know, oh, gosh, I, I wish I'd known all along how easy it really was. Mm. And not just the flavor, right, but the fun of going all exactly. grain is what changed it for me, too. Uh, once I went all grain, I just thought, oh, that's just more fun. It's a little yeah. more work. And, and you go to Burns' shop, and he's got a, a, a malt mill, and you grind your own malt. And you're yeah. like, you know, that's the attachment to this. You've gone from buying it in a can yeah. to 
buying it by the kilo and putting it in this in this fill mill and crushing it up. And right. that was brilliant. Got it. And I was I was hooked then. And then you know, a year year later or whatever, we decided, hey, these are good beers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's share with the world. You know? What's a kilo? So, it's like ten pounds, right? I think it's like ten pounds. The hell, JP? Yeah. How, how many times do we do this? I don't know. Try I want to know. Things. I think Look it's it like I think it's like a hundred pounds. Look it up on your fancy phone. I can't. <laughs> It'll steal all the broadband. Not, I can't convert it or look it up. Yeah. Yeah. There goes the bandwidth. Yeah. Now, how long after your drunken night at the uh, Great British Beer Festival that you decide to do this until you find uh, Humpty Dumpty and you go into business? Well, it's a few months, actually. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That quick. In August, the Great British Beer Festival. The following month, I think we saw the ad. And then we went and met with a brewer. Okay. Met with the current owner, Stephen Craig, both took a day off and went up to Norfolk from London. Uh-huh. Um, and then we actually completed on the sale in the September of 2006. So it was a le- about a year months. a year after we uh, after yeah. we originally agreed to do it. Okay, yeah. that we actually completed. So yeah. it took it took a while. Okay, uh, you know, but we, relatively quick considering we hadn't. Decided yeah, I to mean, do after it, we so went up and saw the night. brewery, we went away for a retreat yeah. weekend down in uh, in Canterbury, and we drank a few pints of beer, and <laughs> we right. said, we talked about it. We really think mm. we can do this. We really think as a team. Yeah, we have a great set of skills. I'm a chemical engineer by background, the home brewing background. Mm-hmm. Marianne does all the legal, all the corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. Craig is gung ho to get on and 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 make the beer. Yeah, and Leslie's a business administrator. She knows how to run a business. That is a great team. So we just two couples, but we brought all these skills together. Yeah, and uh, we decided we had what it took, and so we made this huge commitment, which it really was. Because we committed to moving out of London, moving up into the countryside about 150 miles away. Right. And selling our houses in London and using the capital we took out of those to buy the business. And you know, so we've, we've taken a big one-time gamble. You did. And taken all our home equity and put it into a brewery. Wow. That is pretty risky. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so we're, we're pretty intent that this succeeds, you know. Now, at the risk of prying, so forgive me if, if I am, but, you know, our listeners are always c- curious about this. And they're home brewers, too, who have dreams of starting their own brewery. And when we have brewers come in here and talk about starting up a brewery and what it takes if you're going to build your own brewery, the number we're given most of the time is a million bucks. You know, if you got a million bucks, you can probably go find yourself uh, – you could build a brewery and get started. Uh, but you guys bought an existing brewery. Can I? Could you t- give me a rough idea of the we, t- price difference? We paid less than a million, a lot less than a million. Okay. But I would say that uh, a British brewery is probably a simpler affair than the kinds of things you're looking at here. Oh, okay. Um, we are a real ale brewery, so we're not dealing with any pressure tanks at all. Our fermenters are open. They're they're covered, but they're they're at ambient conditions. There's no conditioning tanks. Okay. Uh, there's relatively. You know, we've got fermenters, we've got a brew plant, and we've got all the casks, which is one of the biggest costs for a British brewer. And it was all there in the brewery. Did, there was the enough. To, there was enough to start with. Okay. And there weren't as many casks as we thought we were getting. Okay. Which yeah. is another story. But um, and, and we've spent the past six years adding casks, and it's one of the biggest capital outlays we've had. Is it really? Yeah. But so we we paid uh, one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand pounds, so three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. For the Brewery, but yeah. not the premises. And I then see. subsequently, we've bought the building as well. Oh, you did. Well, so that's a smart move. We're isn't getting it? we're getting up. We're we're north of half a million dollars into the business right now. 
Okay. So, so not- a huge investment for two families to do, but still, like you guys said in the beginning, cheaper than building a, a brewery from the ground yeah. up. And, and also in terms of time, right? Yeah. How long would it have taken us first to build a small brewery and then to fill that up? Right. And I, I don't know if you've read the, the Dogfish Head book where he talks about how they sort of bootstrapped yep. themselves up from zero. Great book. Yeah. It, it's, and, and, and that's a great story because you, you, he's sort of like always – trying just to expand that little bit more just to just to add that extra little bit of capacity on the margin. Yep. We bought over our production capability and we filled it up. Okay. So we sort of pre-invested to get ourselves bootstrapped up to where we are now. Got and it. now 5 6 7 years mm-hmm. later, now we're hitting capacity on our plant. Okay. Well, let's we've got some beer here. JP, could you pour us? We want to have a, a trained professional yeah. uh, pour these beers. Otherwise, you usually just have Moscow do it. Well, it's like um, four minutes until the complete eclipse. It looks so cool. It it's like being dark. filtered yeah. through your uh, sun umbrella. It is. Is it so, real dark? A, dude, so actually. Um, do you want to take a break first? Uh, well, you can take I'll a break. I'd love to Because Let's actually, on the side of your house, there's about a thousand eclipses happening through because it's filtered through your umbrella. Okay. It looks really cool. It is getting quite dim out there. Mm. Yeah. Right. It's, it we'll feels. It. There's a lot of energy. I'm a hippie. Right now, okay. you are it's Hug the me. hippiest JP has yeah. ever been. Come on, yeah. let's go do it right now. Uh, well, anybody else listening so. live, go out and look at the sun. No, yeah. don't look directly yeah. at it, but go, go out and look at the eclipse. Yeah. Quick break, let's do it. Take five. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. I've got lots of questions, but I'm getting excited about your beer now, and this story is fantastic. So, when we come back, we'll do more with Humpty Dumpty, we'll taste some of the beer, and we'll get all this done. So, hang in there. It's the session. Uh, give us a couple minutes, go watch the eclipse, and shut up. California is a craft beer lover's dream come true. Not like a creepy JP dream, like a normal craft beer lover's dream. 30 taps pouring your favorite craft beer. Visit Relax Grilling and Chillin' on Facebook to see the most up-to-date beers and what's on the grill. And let us grill so you can chill. Angus burgers, filet mignon, and ribeye steaks, dogs and sandwiches, and more. Great food, great beer in a place where you can kick back and relax. Tuesdays are brewery nights. Come in to celebrate, and you're not limited to enjoying your favorite brew at the restaurant. Relax, grilling, and chilling has beer to go. Relax, grilling, and chilling. Let them grill so you can chill. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. 
<laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. <laughs> <Twitter, laughs> you know? The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
the same No more of the same thing Hit the streets, I'm only people in pine homes I just got fired, trying to work for assholes It'll last it a little bit longer, I would have quit But it's three weeks till Christmas and I'm on I buy my girlfriend a gift Oh well, oh well, it's for the better I can tell, I can tell, I can tell I guess I don't respond well to middle management Most of them is violence, sort of bashes with the grudge Against anyone like me who won't put up with an attitude Monkeys pinching pennies telling me what to do I'm tired of working for assholes 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 I could understand a little better if you're up in Trump Tower But you're turning into monsters for ten bucks an hour You're cowards Like monkeys with whips I make a buck less than you when you want me to do backflips Nah, you're mistaken Gotta bring home the bacon But it's not worth the shit that I'm taking The smiles you're faking I'm sure I have my price, but it's more than 975. Oh, got tired. Every day was the same. You can put me in a room on the beach No fee, no fee Just food and gasoline, gasoline, gasoline Just gotta hop a couple hurdles that could make it hard A smog check, insurance register my car I know I'll just put it on a credit card Get a job, make minimum payments Still the two were start I'm tired of working for assholes 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 Oh Freedom at last, I got a pack of cigarettes, a 12 pack of pants, and I'm upset with the materials I need to forget. I told my girlfriend the news and she isn't even upset, she's the best, bless your little soul. When she gets home, dinner's ready and I'll pack her a bowl, I'll pack my lady a bowl.
shelf and scream and shout. Better from your mouth. Never should have opened up your mouth. Because it'll time out. Come in and tear yourself. Don't let it go south. You can put it on the shelf and scream and shout. Better from your mouth. Never should have opened up your mouth. I'll try to calm myself down. Been running, trying to play with this whole town. I'm strange, the strangest one around. I'm in the deep end of my senses and I'll drown. Because it'll time out, you come in and tear yourself, don't let it go south. You can put it on the shelf and scream and shout, it's better for your health. You never should have opened up your mouth. Because it'll time out, you come in and tear yourself, don't let it go south. You can put it on the shelf and scream and shout, it's better for your health. You never should have opened up your mouth. Told them I tried to knock it off. Turned around and just turned it up a notch. Keep cooking cause some of us like it hot. Think you're really one of them. Chances are you're not. 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 When he came out, he was just a calm little guy. He just, you know, it was like we disturbed his world. No point. He just came out and he was just kind of, I don't know, it was very intense. Anything other than perfect is gonna be reason enough for my demons. The voices are rising and volume beginning to alter my mood into crazy. In the nick of it, live in the thick of it. Sick of it, son, you a brick of it. That's the road that I've been taking. That's the road that I've been taking. Bright and strong, universal shine. As the day is long, hyperactive mind. Hyperactive mind. Hyperactive mind. Hyperactive mind. She broke my heart in the trailer park So I checked the keys to her ugly car And crashed that piece of junk and then stepped away Bartender really did it this time Broke my parole to have a good time The door was locked, so I kicked it in. She was tripping on the bills, I think. She was high on some bills. She threw my shit out into the yard. Then she called me a bum and slapped me real hard. And in my drunken stupor, I did what I should have never done. Now I'm sitting here talking to you, drunk and on the run. Sun 
is coming up And y'all are probably getting ready for closing up But I'm trying to drown my soul I'm tired of this life on a dirt road And everything that I love is gone And I'm tired of hanging on She got me sitting at a bar on the inside Waiting for my ride on the outside She stole my heart in the trailer Guess it was meant to be Romance is misery So much for memories And now I'm headed to the penitentiary See me on TV The next cop series I am a danger I guess I should have did something about my anger But I never learned Real things I'm not concerned about For kerosene on everything I love And watch it burn I know it's my fault But I wasn't happy it was over She threw a fit so I crashed her nova And now I'm going back again Thank you for sticking with us through the uh, through the eclipse that uh, JP was uh, very giddy about. Beside himself. Um, yeah, he really uh, he made me hug him. <laughs> he did. Break. It was a lingering hug too. He did. Uh, he did keep his pants on. Put his headphones on him for a second, will you? I want him to know that I'm dedicating this song to him. <laughs> Do they not reach at no, all? No. JP, stop for a second and just put on there your headphones. Oh, you can't, can you? You're, go ahead, go ahead, carry on. My joke is not worth ruining uh, the you, beer. You need wood to call in and do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing Total Eclipse of the Heart for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that at the break, you had a Total Eclipse of your heart. <laughs> right. By the way, the picture of Bonnie Tyler in this Total Eclipse of the Heart clip I'm playing is amazing. 
I kind of wish Craig had this hairdo. I think he would look. <laughs> I think he'd look fantastic. He'd kind of. He's sort of like a cross between the Lion King and uh, anybody else from the '80s. She's very blown dried, is she? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, a question I had for you guys before the break, and that's why I was kind of. I'm glad that JP stopped us. We needed a break, but I. But I do have an important question. You guys bought an existing, uh, not just a brewery, but an existing brand. Yes, we did. So I'm curious if you had to overcome any, um, you know, negative. Not every brewery is a great brewery. You see what I'm getting at. Uh, what was the What was the impression around town of Humpty Dumpty Beer before you bought the brewery? It wasn't great. Is that right? No, okay. No, we had to get rid of a lot of bad will. Yeah, really. Okay. In the, in the, uh, in the in the pubs. And was the bad will mostly due to the quality of the beer? Most definitely. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. We we didn't realize that at the time. You didn't. Uh, we didn't really even think about that. We were so concerned about buying a brewery. Sure. That we actually went ahead and bought it and didn't think about the the consequences. Basically. Right. But but going in and saying, listen, we know we've tasted the beer now. We're the new owners. We're a new brewer. We're a new owner. The whole thing. W- was it difficult to to overcome? Great. Yes, it was. It definitely. still was. Yeah, okay. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of publicans were uh, adamant in the free trade. I'll never take a Humpty Dumpty beer again. Wow. Because of the poor quality. Okay. But now <clears throat> it's just completely reversed. Although okay. it's taken us four or five years to do that. It has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and how did you do that? Did you keep showing up with, with samples and saying, you got to try this? Yes, you know, we Just did. give us a chance. We're new. Yes, we said, give us a chance. And yeah. we, off- we off- offered a few discounts as well. Okay. Just to get the beer into the pubs to say, please try that. Right. The beer is obviously a lot better than it used to be. Okay. Because that would be a scary thing for me, an existing brand that, you know, beer geeks like us will give you another chance because we think, look, it's a new brewer and maybe there was a mistake made. But the average beer consumer, they don't care. They don't care about you or, or, or Humpty Dumpty. If they order one, they see the name and they go, I'll never order that again. Exactly. You know, so it's tough, I think. Yeah, and word gets around as well, you know. And, and there, oh, probably, have been, there yeah. probably have been a few that are really keeping their word. They never, ever, ever will take one again. Is that right? Even though it's complete change of everything. Right. They will never take one again. A few. Okay. But uh, I think we found through the long period of time, we've, we've sort of – people have come to accept us as the new people who run that and – they accept the quality that we're doing now. It's it's a, yeah. it's yeah. totally yeah. night and day. To we made an effort as well. We went out to the market, you know, not just as as brewers and as salespeople, but as as individuals. You know, we're two families. We're and people, and we all drink. Well, pop. You know, Leslie does drink the beer, but she's more of a Pinot Grigio girl. I think I mentioned earlier. But <laughs> the three of us are definitely the, the real ale drinkers. And but you don't have to be the drinker to go out there and tell people that you are a family business. And right, you know passionate about the beer and and the whole kind of community if you like of brewers and pubs and drinking in communities sure and we're quite active and and we're not act massively active but we made ourselves known quite early on to the camera guys hmm. and you know i know camera have good and bad press and some people think they're great some people don't think they're so great yeah but we made it you know we kind of went go to the meetings regularly we sponsored the t-shirt last year at the local beer festival norwich beer festival okay and we just made ourselves known to them so that we're serious about it sure you know? that you really care about this yeah. this business and the beer yeah, yeah, we're here to change what that brand stood for. People used to ask us, are you going to continue to use that brand because maybe it's damaged goods? Yeah. Um, that's from, not a question you want to hear. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's, we, that's a scary question. When we took over the brewery, at least half of our sales 
were in a market that was like 150 miles away from us in the wow. West Midlands. And that maybe or maybe wasn't because it was difficult to sell beer in the local market. Mm. It was actually partly because we had a good salesman over there. Why did you stick with the brand? Um, it, it was easier than not sticking with the brand. You okay. Know, the the next the last thing you need to do is to spend thousands on a on a rebranding exercise. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it, also, some people are kind of interested. That was rubbish. New guys have taken it on. Is it going to get any better? So you kind of have a bit of an interest already. Whereas if you yeah. go in, it's just the Femoys and the Georges. What do we call ourselves? And who are they? Right. It's, know it's, nothing about them and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of sure. an instant press release when you start getting heat from the local media where, you know, here's, here's a brand coming back in, a, a family yeah. business, local business, yeah. turning a, a, a brand around. It's yeah. hard to turn exactly. a brand around. And a big turning point in turning our brand around, we talked earlier on about where we decided to come together as a two families at the GPBF in 2005. Three years later, we won the bronze for the uh, best bitter. Oh, wow. At the GBBF. So oh, that was kind wow. of quite a big yeah. turning point in that our seems pretty history. Hard. That, I think it's like winning a, a, a bronze in the IPA category, I would imagine, like in America. Like, <laughs> an enormous amount of entries. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a big kind deal. of a joke, but it's kind of, it's, I think it's, it's kind of real. Of it's not entries, but it's the beers you, that were chosen. The beer's chosen by camera yeah. to be in that festival, and then it won the bronze medal. Yeah. Wow. So we could say that in some way of thinking about it, we had the third best bitter in the country, yeah. which is saying something in a country that's made of bitter drinkers. Right. Absolutely. And this right. was an existing brand as well. Mm. Little Sharpie was an existing beer. Yeah, okay. Which, which mm. made we good. Improved. So yeah. you just made yeah. it. And I'm sorry, again, how long have you guys owned Humpty Dumpty now? We finished it, we six completed years, it in 2006, so five, five and a half years. Mm. And all four of you still like each other. Yeah, I know. That's well, amazing. We like each other at the start. <laughs> oh, I see. That's, that's the secret. <laughs> start off not liking each other. I think yeah. that's why we work here. Check right out the label. The la- so I think it's as I was rad. asking about why not rename it, uh, I love the brand. So I, I might have stuck with it too. It, 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 Humpty Dumpty is a great name. The label's good. What is this beer that I'm drinking? Bad Egg. Is a um, it's just a classic sort of best bitter. Okay, it's darkish. It's not super dark, but it's brownish, and it's a hundred percent Golding's hops throughout. Yeah, a little bit of crystal malt. Um, it's got uh, you know I don't know what the recipe is ninety five and five or something, but it's got a lot of there's, there's some um, a tiny bit of black malt in there as well, just to give it a bit mm, of redness, yeah. a bit of red color, and all Golding's throughout. It's just it's meant to. People's, people actually said after we won the bronze medal, mm-hmm. this, is a, a, this is a blonde ale. It's not a bitter. Huh. It's a and blonde we said, ale. We said, well, but there is a blonde ale category, but that wasn't what our beer was entered under. Okay. But, so we said, well, look, we can make a good bitter too. So we made a, a classic English bitter. Yeah. English malts, English hops, nothing but. Okay. And that's 100% Goldings. I'll drink it all day long, dude. Now, if, all day. If you listen to the show that we did when I came back from England, I came back raving about hop character in English beer hmm. that we're not used to in the U.S. Because by the time we get it with the imports and everything else, and so we, we kind of make fun of you guys for hop character. We go, <laughs> oh, it's all, it's all malt beer. And it's such, a, it's such a cliche description of English beer that it's an all malt beer. You just taste malt. But I came back raving about the fresh hop flavor of cast-conditioned ale and how you really do get good. You don't get hop bitterness. It's not an IPA, but you get this amazing hop flavor. 
this beer has that, JP. When yeah, I came back I talking about that, this is the crisp, nice English this hop what you were flavor that I was talking about, where you certainly can talk about the maltiness of this beer, but you, you wouldn't say, well, it's an all-malt beer. If you like malty beer, you have that. You could easily say, if you want to taste some fresh English hops, you try that beer. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, to me, it tastes like kind of what a lot of American brewers are moving to now, which is the uh, highly hop-forward low alcohol, low malt session beers. Yeah. You know, kind of charging up a little bit because apparently they think that Americans won't drink session beers. And this is 4. Meanwhile, Budweiser is like the king of the it's world, 4. right? 4.1, yeah. 4.1, yeah. by the way. And, yeah. and, and that's what it tastes like to me. It has a real firm bitterness, but it's not over the top. Did but you, you, try it, you get a lot of hop. You do. You get a lot of hop character from it. Um, the malt is there as a sweetness uh, to it, but it's not overpowering. Um, and it, it's it's I like it. Yeah, I'll drink it all day. It's a, this is a fabulous beer. You Thank guys you. have done a good Thank job. You. Thank you. The I thing love is uh, yeah. about drinking all day. Uh, which is right. You know, we can't go overboard with high gravity beers uh, where we are. People expect to go to the pub and have a good session. Yeah. So we'll drink three point eight to four percent beers. They can drink them all day. Okay. And and, and that, that's what we're aiming after. So you want to go have four or five pints at the bar. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. You know? and, and you can do that with this. But there's another component to the alcohol, too. I was talking to Steve a little bit uh, about it uh, off air. And, and it's not how you design this beer because of this. But um, the way you're taxed on beer is a little different in England than it is here. Exactly. We, we pay tax on the amount of alcohol in the beer. So it's not a flat rate per pint of beer. Mm. It's a pint times ABV. I see. So a 5% beer costs 125% of a 4% beer. It's, it's more expensive. And then w- w- just recently, just within the past year, uh, they've changed the law again where they've basically banded beer. So beers up to 2.8%, and there are a lot of those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, beers up to 2.8% pay <laughs> half the beer duty. Okay. And then beers between 2.8 and 7.5% pay the standard rate of duty. Ah. And then beers above 7.5% pay half again as much duty. Okay. So oh. there's, a, there's a figure, uh, whatever it is, it's about 18, 18, 19 pounds per hectoliter per percent. And that's the standard figure. Okay. And then if you make a small beer, really small, I mean, under 2.8. Right. There aren't many of those. Yeah. That sounds great. I think it's called Kinder beer in Germany. <laughs> yeah. But, but a fair number of breweries have given that a go. And yeah. some of them are pretty nice beers. Okay. Tony we Fuller's. Have a, yeah, Fuller's Atombomb. Oh, really? 2.8. Interesting. And they're wow. aiming right Fantastic. at 2.8. They're not saying, oh, well, we'll go for 2% or something. No. But there are people out there who are saying, well, given what we have to work with, um, we'll put some hops in it. We'll make it a little bit different, yeah. and we'll make a 2.8 beer, and we'll sell it at, uh, at a very low price, hmm. and, and that's what's happening. Okay. And then the other end of this is over 7.5%, where you're paying 50% more duty uh, for the same beer. You know, 7.4 is X, and 7.5 is 1.5X. So they're paying much more duty on the big beers, yeah. which is really confining us to a band uh, under 7.5%. Hmm. We, we could do it, and in a bottle, in a big you know, special beer for the shop, we might do that. Okay. But uh, for a, a session beer, we're, we're never going to push the boundaries of 75 We're going to be down in the threes and fours, mm. but the, that's where our market is. Got it. That's the UK market yeah. right now. The well, other thing is driving. It. You don't want to drive if you've been drinking – Five uh, percent beers, right? right. I, I don't understand the people who go and wait in line for a nine percent beer and then drive home. I don't understand it. I, it, it, it baffles me. It have totally a, boggles my mind. Have a thimble full. Yeah, smell it. 
taste it as you walk by. <laughs> taste it, but don't <laughs> don't, don't, don't drink it. it. And no, and the no, thing no. from a from a publican's point of view, I'd rather sell you three pints at three point yeah. eight. Oh yeah. Than two pints yeah. at four and a half or five. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. very interested in the lower gravity beers, and that's where the market is. Well, I love this the beer's um, fabulous. I love the the label. Yep. <laughs> it's a nice label with uh you know <laughs> so it's the bad egg. And yeah. there's, you know, Humpty Dumpty on a, on a on motorcycle, a... bad across one knuckle and egg across <laughs> the other. I think it's hilarious. That's pretty badass. <laughs> it's pretty badass. <laughs> Come like on. Nobody... There, there, there will be a good egg someday. Come, Come on. on nobody man. in England is that badass, though. You guys are faking it. <laughs> 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 we tried to sell it into the local biker bar, and they wouldn't have it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> They're like, but it's still an egg. Four. <laughs> yeah. But when, when you say that, I mean, the Humpty Dumpty in our name has nothing to do with the egg or the cannon in Colchester or whatever. It has to do with the railway line that runs into our village and an old locomotive that was built around 1900. Hmm. And then they were, they were enhanced. They were given bigger boilers, and they put these metal bands around them to keep them from exploding. Hmm. And they looked really unwieldy and lopsided on the train tracks. So... People called them Humpty Dumpties because they looked like they were about to fall off the wall. <laughs> right. Oh. And huh. over the course of the teens and 20s, all those trains were retired except on our one little line in East Anglia. Oh. And that was called the Humpty Dumpty line. Okay. And that's where the brewery took its name from. I huh. like the history. That's good. Oh. Yeah. So and another reason not to change it is sure. you know, in the market it may have little credibility, but uh, it, there's something behind it. That's a cool name. So yeah. tell me about the, the, the changes to the beer because you said this was an existing – uh, beer, this one. Do you want to do another this, beer? This one you, wasn't. No, no, this is a uh, new beer. This one's new. Yeah, the yeah. little sharpie was existing. Yeah. Okay. The one we won the medal. Uh, yeah. Ah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Do, do so we want to open yeah, another beer? Yeah, let's crack another one while we're doing this. And um, so, did you take some of the existing recipes and you looked at them and you and you tried the beer that was coming out and then just kind of revamped we tweaked, the we recipes? Tweaked, we tweaked every single beer. You did. That uh, the, the previous owner had. What basically. were some of the things that were that needed tweaking? Uh, just you know, for the home brewers out there, um, I'd say the aroma really. Mm. Um, most most of the, uh, most of the beers were just hopped at the front, hopped in the middle, with very little aroma hop at the end. So I would have complained about that just being a malty English beer with no kind of that crisp hop aroma. I'm exactly. looking for. Okay, exactly. All right. Uh, little Sharpie, the, the beer we, the, we won award with at the Great British Beer Festival is, is Fuggles and Cascade. Mm-hmm. There was Fuggles at the start, Cas- a little bit of Cascade in the middle with some Fuggles. Okay. And a tiny bit of Cascade at the end. All, all we'd done really was um, rejig the, the Fuggles and the Cascade at the end. I see. And added more Cascade to, to give it more it. aroma, yes. Good yeah. choice. You can yeah. never go wrong with a little more Cascade. Uh, <laughs> Cascade's my favourite hop. It's so good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because I can't get um, anything else from America. Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, if you're going to get one, though, that's a good one you to get. You guys in, in Northern California are taking it all. We are. your IPAs, man, there's some, yeah. there's some big, stinky IPAs yeah. out there. Aren't oh, there? it's true. Have you guys been indulging in the IPAs well, we since indeed. you've been yeah. here? Oh, Just oh, to, yeah. to try it? Yeah. 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 What a great, uh, Steve, you Facebooked the other night saying my tongue has gone numb. Uh, it? So many of, of these. Uh, I mean, they're so big. And and I yeah. think one of our things is uh, we've never really wanted to make these extreme beers. We want a, a balance in our beer. Sure. And um, you find most of these uh, West Coast IPAs are huge on the hop. They are. And uh, we had the ruination last night. Uh, you know, th- that was beyond even my capability. Of, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but I they, think- they say on the bottle it's 100 plus IBUs and it's uh, – 
it's you know an absolutely massive hop beer. You know right. that, that's hop extract to me. That's but to that, me to make balanced beers, I think you. I think it's great that some of our guys are just going overboard like that because if I don't know, I'm thinking that if I'm you, you can learn from the extremes. You could taste that beer and go, "Holy shit, that's it!" <laughs> and 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 kind of, but you can you can know what hops are in it and be able to learn something right. from exactly. that. And you exactly. can say it's a really well made beer, Rhodesian, right. but right. it's not to my palate. Sure, and I as an American drinker transplanted to the UK have never wanted to. Bring that vision of our beers to the British. I'm not there. You know, yeah, don't worry. Stone's going to do it anyway. I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about that if when you get to our uh, our double WIP. Okay, great. But but you know it's subtlety, a balance. I yeah. think you need. You know, you can turn all the knobs up to eleven and make something really extreme. Right. You got to be uh, really careful about the, uh, the, the the public that we serve. In that you can't give them a really big hit. Mm-hmm. And they won't come back again for another one. Well, and especially you know, already having overcome that once. Exactly. You know, no. uh, what we tend to do is actually uh, go from the basement and just gently hop up rather than go to, to one extreme and bring it back again. I, I think what Craig okay. means is, isn't yeah. so much about Humpty Dumpty as a brand, but he means you don't give someone a beer that they'll have once and they'll never buy it again. Right. They'll, they'll say, oh, my God, well, that was great, but I'm only having the one. Yeah. You know, when you're a, a landlord, you want someone to come in and have a session on you. Sure. Beer. You don't have to be thanks for the experience, but yeah. I've experienced yeah, that it. That was nice. I'll try yeah. something else. Yeah. Yeah. And you've you got to sell 72 pints of that in, in a week, right. in five days. And that's not always that easy. You know? Now, were there uh, – the other problems with the beer, you talked about some of the res- recipe tweaks. Were there some sanitation issues that you had to overcome too? Uh, or? Yes, there was. Uh, um, when we first started, um, the previous uh, owner gave me a month's brewing course basically on, on a big kit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because you hadn't brewed on a big no, system. No, definitely not. No, yeah. no. This was like, it's like a whole new world for me. Yeah. You know? um, no, he wasn't clean and he wasn't too concerned – about the beer he sold, basically. Um, and that's where we found out about not selling beer into our local market. Because Got he, it. he didn't care enough. He wanted to get away, and that was it, basically. I see. Um, but, yeah. I mean, so, so he taught you how to brew the system, but in, but in the process, you, you probably found a bunch of things that you were going to oh, fix I've, as yeah, exactly. he was teaching I, you. I, Amazed. <laughs> Make that checklist in your head, man. This, you know? You're like, hey, yeah. I got, I brought this thing with me to work today. It's called soap. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I just squirt it inside the keg and I shake it. Yeah. yeah. Dawn. I like Dawn. Yeah. But, right. uh, you know. It, yeah. it wasn't that bad. But, okay. But yeah. we, we do say, you know, when, when Craig took over, then our process became sort of two days of cleaning, one day of brewing. I see. Which yeah. is sort of your, your home brewing. To, you spend well, 90% of your, your time cleaning. That's your brewing in general. You're yeah. a janitor. Let's yeah. face yeah. it. You yeah. know, yeah. And, and yeah. making that move. And then the other thing that, that we did in the same context was to invest in a cask washer. Okay. Uh, ah. Which cost a, a, a fair penny for a small brewery. But uh, as we were growing, we found that the bottleneck in our brewery was Craig's availability. Uh, yeah. you know, Craig was the only brewer when we started. There, we didn't have four guys on the staff. We had one guy brewing and cask cleaning and everything. Right. And a cleaning forty casks took all day, and it was bottlenecking the brewery. And we said, "Well, it's worth investing in this machine." And the the benefit of that was, okay, we got Craig. You can do all the casks in an hour or two now, but. You also have zero ullage, zero wastage. Yeah. So we're not throwing away uh, 
two or three casks per brew that we can't quite get that clean. Understood. Yeah. Everything's coming out with a hot caustic wash, a parasitic rinse. Mm-hmm. It's all coming out with the best hygiene. And so if it costs us a little bit of money up front, um, the results will pay back quickly. Okay. We want the same thing from Moscow. Yeah, really. <laughs> better hygiene. Better hygiene. That's <laughs> what you meant. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Um, you know, I, it, it, it's funny. A lot of homebrewers, when we do you know shows or, or we put out advice, it's you know there, there's a kind of a set now. I think the last four or five years of what the things you need to upgrade as a homebrewer. One is a, a larger kettle to a full boil. One is a wart chiller to cool everything down, and then you get into your your you know your sanitization. But I wonder, you don't really hear much of that on the craft side. Where you know what? Where I have this money, yeah. or, or I'm going to take a loan out. Where should I? Step where up? should I go? What yeah. you know? What is it? And, and you know, I, you look for the bottleneck. What's taking the mm-hmm. brewers? You know, time. I, yeah. And that's something I read in, in Sam's book was you know every time you find the bottleneck and you debottleneck. Yeah. And until you need to make a major capital investment, you do the small things. You right. Know? You and and debottleneck you know, making Craig available for an extra two days a week at least got us one more brew a week, and then eventually when we had other brewers, got us two days a week. Sure. So we could go from brewing one or maybe mm-hmm. twice a week now to brewing four times a week. And you have four brewers. What the hell does Craig do now? <laughs> makes Sit the tea. Quality <laughs> control. <laughs> he, he makes the tea. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, right. I could brew something at least. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Craig, he makes a decent cup of tea. Yeah. Craig's great because there's no job in the brewery that he hasn't done uh, 150, 200,000 times. You know, he's, he's done it Which is That's just how it should be. Yeah. In order to, to be able to fix it and train exactly. people. And exactly. Yeah. I'm drinking the King John right now, which, by the way, has, I assume, a picture of the Humpty Dumpty uh, locomotive on it. That's, the, that's uh, actually a locomotive a called the King John. Oh, I see. And it's not a Humpty Dumpty locomotive. Okay. Um, see, look at you and your assumptions. You American asshole. Yeah, you Brits are confusing the shit out of me. I know everything. I'm American. It, it, I, won't, I won't bore you on the on the details of the train, but we, con- we had a beer called Cheltenham Flyer, which is another locomotive and we contacted an artist who had painted the the Cheltenham Flyer locomotive and okay. we were looking to bring a new beer out and we oh, what are we going to call it ah. so he had another painting of a similar ilk and we said mm. well, well we'll use that okay so we licensed his painting for that so we have two beers with very similar labels nice you know, same artist mm-hmm. fantastic artist as you can tell it's a great it it's wonderful. a great label yeah so yeah. what is the king john what kind of beer is this it's um based on a recipe uh, that the brewery does in a beer called Recutter. We use SO4 yeast mm-hmm. for that. Uh, with this, we use a US05 yeast. The, okay. uh, uh, the American... Yeah, the American... The, the, the Cal-Ale yeah. yeast. Yeah. The yeah. Cal-Ale, okay. And all we, all, basically all we changed was... Uh, the malt recipe was the same. All we changed was, um, it was... It hopped at the front, hopped in the middle. With this, we hopped at the front, middle, and end as well. Okay. Yeah. And, and use the different yeast. Mold. Use yeah. the Cal-Ale yeast instead of the, yeah. Yeah. Give it a little instead bit of English yeast. Dry, yeah. let the hops come out yeah. a little bit more and yeah. then add a little bit more punch at Definitely. the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, and it's yeah. a little bit stronger than the reed cutter as well. But it's mm. the same proportions of grain mm-hmm. that we put in the reed cutter. But it's mm. got a little more bitterness to it on it does, the, this yeah. one, yeah. 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 which I like. It's got a nice, a nice little bite to it. I like that you went with the Cal-Ale yeast on this to let the other – because also many English beers, even the ones I came back raving about – are somewhat estery with that nice English yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the Fuller's yeast is, is wonderful. When you have a fresh Fuller's, I, I really like that that yeast. Um, but this is the Cal Ale, so you wanted the rest of it to shine. And we use that on a few of our beers now. Okay. Do you think, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of brewers and home brewers, um, you know, have, have, have looked to the English 
kind of ales to influence their brewing and then you know we've kind of developed our own little thing do you do you think that the american style is now kind of reflecting back with the you know with the advent for a little more hops a little more hop forward a little more bitterness um you know different yeast is it kind of changing the scene over there or it's just kind of people experimenting but everything's pretty much just you know standard around, around the edges we're yeah. we're trying more things right? yeah we're not just brewing english style beers mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah. and i don't mean that from like an american no, no, but, like but, forward perspective but, i just i'm curious to know you know but how by the, the flip side i know that some of the american brewers a very few are trying to do cascales yeah, yeah. i need more of them to do i love cascales. and beer. it's it's you know, we are so well situated to do Cascales because all the pubs have cellars and all the breweries are producing the beers. And the infrastructure is installed. And, well, and they know how to do it. You exactly. Know? They, 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 they don't look the, at it and go, I don't understand. Where do you put the tap? Uh, yeah, and, and where do you put the gas? Right. Because we, <laughs> right, right. you know, our beers are real. Yeah. And in the camera parlance in the in the English system, your beers are real when you don't force carbonate them. You don't pressure them out of the cask. You pull them out with the beer engine. And I don't, I can't think of any pubs we work with who actually put them through a, even a, um, a breather. Cast, no, a cast breather. A breather, with a CO2 yeah. To displace the beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can, and if they did, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so hardcore like camera. This is, this is a crime against beer. Right. I would rather that a pub had a cask breather beer on, but. Uh, most of the pubs we work with don't need them. Okay. Uh, they can empty a firkin in three days or whatever it takes. Yeah, so. yeah. But, you know, and when you go into the pubs here and you see all the beers are in under the bar, they're, that's where they are, and they're all cold through a chilling line and right. CO2 pressured or nitrogen pressured out of the kegs. Uh, and we still screw that up sometimes, by the way, by not cleaning our lines <laughs> oh, yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. The beers. yeah. <laughs> we still screw it up. It happens. Yeah. It does. So. Well, and, and you know, I think in either system, there's a way that it's served, and there's the way that it's not served. And I went into pubs in England that were doing the Cascale, and it tasted like shit. It was dishwater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, but then I went into others that blew my mind how how how, how it was. And and so I I honestly think that. Um, even the CO2 systems and the right under the bar systems we do here, there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that. And the same with, with the way you're moving beer. Exactly. And, and the, the two systems will have little overlap because yeah. the, the U.S. bars will never have the ability to cellar beers. Right. And, you know, a, a cellar beer, it isn't just about keeping it in the cellar below the bar. Right. You've got to bring it in. You've got to let it drop. You got to get it on. You got those lines have to be clean, and you're pulling air through that beer. You're not pulling sure. CO2 or, or anything else through that beer. So it's got to move. It's got to uh, shift, yeah. and you, you know, it's not like you can have it on and shift it a little uh, corny keg of it in in three weeks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You got to shift that whole thing. So let's talk about this open fermentation real quick. I know I'm kind of jumping to this topic, but you mentioned it a little bit earlier. And since we're talking about the real ale style of how it's served, now you have. Uh, you call them open fermenters, but they're not necessarily in a clean room, no, right? Like no, they're, no, they're, they're no. not. Okay, so no, tell me about them. What, what are these open fermenters you use? Four fermenters. The, the lids? They're, they've got a cover, they're plastic lid on. Plastic lid, but they've uh, got an escape at the top. Um, some of the beers lift the lids off. Yeah. Before, yeah, they do, yeah. The, the, the mild we brew at the moment. Yeah. Uh, a brand new mild called Jubilee Mild. Excellent beer, 4.5. Just Absolutely lifted lid off the top of the ferment. <laughs> Just a strong so we, ferment. We, yeah, so we put uh, 225... Um, yeah, they put they put 100 pounds of weight on top of the did. lid and oh, it floated really? it. Yeah, yeah. floated <laughs> it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, lifted it. the lid off, yeah. and it has. There's a relief there. There's a hole. It could right. just blow foam out. But not only was it blowing foam, but it floated the lid about a foot off the fermenter. Oh, that's a good fermentation. It's in a. Con- it's a great fermentation, yeah. and it's it's probably the, you know, the barley in the beer, not the not the uh, malt. Okay. But um, you know, it's a cylindroconical like the ones you have here. Okay. But they're big. And, with <laughs> and they're an not open... sealed, and they don't use a blow-off. They're open to the atmosphere. If they lift the lid, they lift the lid. So I understand, and I'm going to sound somewhat redundant to our listeners who have listened to a lot of the shows and heard me come back from England and talk about this. I understand during that portion of fermentation, you got a strong blow-off. There's a lot of CO2. Nothing's going to jump into that beer, and certainly nothing that, can, nothing that can live in that environment. But what about when it settles down, when that fermentation settles down, and then what? Is it's, well, you hope the alcohol protect the beer by that point. I see. You know, you're, you're three, four percent, five percent. It should protect the beer. Uh, yeah, the against, hops do too, don't they? Yeah, the hops okay. Some, some preservative and, quality. In exactly. Those. And and these these plastic lids are going to keep the critters out. They're going to keep the you know they won't keep the microbiology out, but they'll keep the fruit flies out and such. So. Okay. So it, it's not. You know, we we've had you know you guys said. Years ago, the two kinds of breweries are the ones that have had a bad batch and the ones that will. Yeah. You know, we've had a bad batch, one. Okay. And that really taught us about hygiene because you sit there and you're pouring a day's work down the drain. Right. And you're like, God, this is, this is, this sucks, you know. Yeah. It's not that, it's not that day's work either. It's last week's work when you clean the casks and you did all this work and you put them in the cellar for a week and you're like, sure. Shit, it's infected. We tipped it away. Now, what about, uh, I, I might have confused this, but what about temperature control uh, on these fermenters? They are temperature controlled. Yes, they, they are, are yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We do most of our beers at 68 Fahrenheit. You do? Okay. A couple of them at 70. And do you just temp control the room or are the, no, ch- no, the, no, fermenters, the fermenters have the glycol? They're, or, they're, they're glycol clad, yeah. Got it. Okay. I don't mean to ask questions like you no, guys no. are archaic or anything. I don't mean it to <laughs> no, sound no, no. that and way. And we're not using you know, Cantillon <laughs> techniques or uh, – How long or, do you uh, leave the spoon in before it populates your <laughs> fermenter? Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the spi- rule of thumb, how is that important in your brewing? It's, I mean, I it's picture, the spiders, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I picture Marianne on a stationary bike in the corner running the lights in the, in the brewery. No, I, don't, I, don't mean it, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it to sound that way. But You've I just, been there, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, what's this beer that we've got here then? Uh, I forgot. Gorse. The Golden, Golden Gorse. Gorse. Golden Gorse was not a uh, great label. It was again a railway themed beer, but um, you know, some people say, "Oh, you don't drink a label," and other people say, "Oh, I love the label. I'll mm. buy the beer on that basis." So yeah, whatever, it happens. Um, but looking, uh, this beer was when we were still selling beer in the West Midlands, and our salesman said, "As a guest beer." We need something that's strong and light. And he said, something a Stella drinker might drink. Huh. And you know, Stella is much more popular in, in Europe than it is. You know, today you can get it here, but in those days it was one of the premium lagers. Right. I said, so give me a beer that a lager drinker might take in preference to lager. And so we meant for something similar strength to, to Stella. Okay. Yeah. 5.4. That's what this is? It's 5.4. Yes. Yeah. You know what's fascinating about it is, to me, it's closer to it, and I mean this in a very good way, it's closer to a Duval uh, yeah. Yeah. Than, than I would say a Stella, and it has yeah. the very dry and, and uh, well, just really dry, attenuated characteristics mm-hmm. of a Duval. It does. But it, it does, 
I can also taste the alcohol in a way that I taste a Duval. So I would have expected you to say it's somewhere around 8%. Yeah, it's not, but this, this is the first beer we brewed using sugar. Oh, you I, did? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I, that's what I'm picking up that same. I think it is not sweet, but nope. that sugar just attenuates out all the way and gives you pure alcohol on top of the Got base it. grain recipe. I like it. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, 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 and the aroma is fantastic. We, I think the beer is sweet. It really? is. I was going to say, it's a little sweeter than like a Duval. It's not super dry, but there is that dryness relative, at the end, I think, where you want it, too. It's relative to other beers in our, mm. in our stable. This is a sweet beer. Okay. And people say, oh, it's the sugar. No, it's not the sugar. There's the sugar. You know, the sugar ferments out. Yeah. It's the, it's the malt, and it's the lack of anything hiding the, the character of the malt that makes that beer what it is. You guys want to try that? Terrence the Black is here, and Bevo, you guys try that beer. That's a wonderful beer. I like Thanks that. Thanks very much. Have yeah. you found that that uh, you succeeded with the Stella drinkers <laughs> with this type of beer? Or uh, It's funny because mm-hmm. the, the salesman said, I didn't mean that strong. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> he meant like 4.5%, and we gave yeah. him 5.4%. Sure. But yeah. we've sold it, and it's won awards. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a beer we love brewing. Um, yeah. But because of the market in the UK, we, we don't brew it enough. Um, What's the base? Quite a bit, of, quite a bit, a lot, a lot of it goes into bottles. Basically. It does, okay. Yeah, rather than into cask, straight to the customer. We we use it, an extra pale ale malt. On yes, that one. extra pale ale malt. What yeah. else? Any, any that's, another, that's, that's it, it, isn't it? Uh, extra, Is there any wheat extra in there? pale? There's 18 kilos of wheat. Yeah. Oh, some yeah. wheat in there too. Okay. Yeah, a couple yeah. percent of wheat. Yeah. yeah. And where do you put the sugar in? Put the sugar in at the boil. Um, five minutes after a boil, we put around about 15 kilos of sugar in. So we put it in five minutes after the boil, ten minutes later, ten minutes later, ten minutes later. Just ease it oh, into just the to boil. Ease huh. it in, rather than slow the boil down. You know? we don't, and we oh, don't put it, stop a boil. By and we it. don't put it in the fermenter, which is... At all. No, no, no it no, goes no. into the boil. It's in the beer before the beer starts yeah, fermenting. Yeah. And what form of sugar is it? Just, it's just caster sugar. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. What, yeah. I don't know. Like table is. sugar? Table it's, sugar. It's, yeah. it's finer than it's, table it's sugar. between table sugar and powdered sugar. I see. Somewhere in between. Yeah. It's a fine sugar. It yeah. works. Whatever you're doing with it, I like this beer a lot. I wonder, yeah, I mean, very much. I wonder if that's where some of the sweetness comes from, like a like an unfermentable sugar, like a you know the the sugar caramelizes a little there's bit. There's no this maybe, is or? this is effectively table sugar. There's no yeah. same there's kind no, of thing. I don't think that I don't think it's a burn or anything like that. It's no 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 not a burn, but but just a, a longer boil of a sugar. Maybe it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. On its way, it's. JP's still thinking about the eclipse. I'm thinking about the eclipse. I tweeted a picture and I'm like, JP's holding his own hand and thinking about the eclipse, right? He's singing Kumbaya in his head. I'm just, I'm thinking all the moon men on on Lunopolis are just like, really, like, I don't understand what's going on. They can't see it because it's the dark side of the. I get it. It It's Fuggles Goldings and Cascade. Okay. Uh, I'd like to make it a bit more Cascadey at the end, but people won't let me. They won't at all. <laughs> People sitting to the right of you. She you know, says no. Do yeah. do a batch with a little. Bit. Now, what about uh, what about dry hopping? Can you can you dry hop a little more Cascade? Um, we could. I think that might be your but, your 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 happy medium. Yes, but uh, our kit is designed to use Type ninety pellets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we use pellets all the way, unless we do dry hop a beer, which you'll taste later on. So. Okay. The, the yeah. Dry hopping, you, you put it in the in the cask. See, yes. that's the, and then you got to get it back out of there. Yeah. And now <laughs> this, that also is the wonderful part about cask ale for me. When I came back raving about these beers, I discovered that you know they're dry hopping each and every cask, yeah. and I loved it. I really liked but that. But you're flavor. never gonna get the hop that you're getting into some of these California IPAs right. into our beers. 
you'll you'll plug up your you know you'll plug up your taps if you do that with that much hop. That makes it, sense. It yeah, just, they're just massive amounts of hops in some of these beers. We, we could never do that. Does anybody use? Does anybody dry hop in the cask? Is there any form of a hop bag or anything? Or do they, is we, it we've always tried that? Yeah. Um, tried, it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was okay going in, but getting them out of there was a nightmare. Because yeah, you know, yeah. how do you get them all out of the out of the cast? They've got a, a bunghole about yay about two and a half inches, and you've got to right. get this huge bag of hops out of there, so pulling a, a soccer ball out of a out of a cast. Yeah. So you like guys have your, your fermenters. What do you go to from your fermenter? It doesn't go straight to cask. It from it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's we no can, conditioning tank. We condition no in the cask. In the cask. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. hence the cask conditioning. Hey! Uh, wow. Hey, everybody. After seven years, Justin just got something, wow. everybody. It took amazing. this long. I yeah. thought for sure. That's where the CO2 comes from. I thought for sure even Asshole. with that, there must be an intermediate uh, step, but not at all. No, God, and, It's a good and, thing you're good looking, I swear to God. <laughs> right. We called by the, the Anchor Brewery earlier in the, in the week, and, and they were showing us you know, how they croisen, and we're saying, yeah. we don't croisen. We stop the fermentation before it finishes. Then we rack it to casks, and then we let the fermentation finish. Okay. So we are just straight in line fermentation. And when, mm. what Craig is doing is watching that fermentation slow down. I see. And when, before it dies, before it stops fizzing, he's putting the beer away. So do you work in Play-Doh, Craig? We work. Or some we, weird no, we, metric. No, thing. we work in specific gravity. You do. Okay. So how many? Po- so in specific gravity, you know, how many points are you looking at to to do that? Right, we're looking at um, um, a finishing gravity around about ten, eleven. Okay. Yeah, and maybe leaving two in the beard. To, Exa- to, well, to yeah. Fizz it up. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you might go ten, thirteen is when you'll put exactly. it into the casks, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and then let it. It condition. seems a lot more complex than just us, you know, over here, or I guess you know, in most other places where. But, it's we're, like, but we're not let's crash it down. That. We're yeah, not well, measuring that. We were watching the fermentation that's what I mean. die off and then crashing it. Yeah, that's You'd what I mean. crash it right down, take the yeast off it, and then put it away. And then throw it. And it seems like a lot more complex because we'll just wait for it to go and crash it down and pump it into a keg and then brew again or clean, clean the ferment and brew it again. Yeah, wait, but wait, wait, it wait, seems wait. like more of a just a more Ooh. process. What do you mean you're not measuring it? You're just yeah, eyeballing like not it? taking numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the fermentation. You're just eyeballing it's it. It's easy, yeah. dude. See, I would brew more <laughs> often if brew, people, yeah. <laughs> if more people would say this to me, I'd keep on brewing. No, 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 no. You wouldn't. Brewing is as easy as, easy as hard as you can make it. Right. You right. know, keep an eye on the beer. Yeah. Now, I've been at two in the morning worrying about it. <laughs> right. Yes, trust yeah. me. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Does that sound easy to you? No. <laughs> that, that is I easy. That's why we just finish it. <laughs> but that's when the beer's going to go, right? That, it's, it's dropping, and you're like, Craig's in, and he's going... Uh, it's not going to make it till morning. It's like, oh, it's like mash or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not But he's in there saying, okay, now we crash it down. I because see. now we've got the fermentation oh. in the right place to make sure we don't over-ferment. That's, we've, that's had one, we've had one beer that was over-fermented, and we, yeah. had, to, we had to prime it back. Okay. One. And so that's and, what and happens. It just doesn't and the flip fully side, carbonate? Yeah, still. Mm. Yeah. And the flip side of that is you don't send over primed beers out to pubs. Right? Uh, yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. You want to lose a customer? Right. Send him a beer that's going to ruin his cellar. Yeah, wow. that's a big mistake. You, you do that exactly once. If his customer hasn't paid, we do send those beers out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a special one for you. Don't worry about it. Put it on tap right now. But it's how to lose friends and, and disinfluence people. Is send, them, send them an over prime cask of beer. Right. Oh, man. You ruin their cellar. And they got it, then they've got half a cask of beer 
and it's everywhere. And then they got to get out of their cellar. Sure. You're 10 feet down with no way to lift it out. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a bloody mess. You don't want to do that. All right, let's take a break. We're going to take one more break. And then um, I'm told that you have a uh, four-year-old barley wine. We brought yes. one with us. Yeah. For us to try. It could be a drain pour, but it's a... Uh, so you don't know. I haven't tasted it for the last 18 months. What so are the odds? Are, what do you give it? I think it's going to be good. All right. I reckon it's good. We wouldn't have brought it if... 11 it out of 10. 11 out of 10. <laughs> oh, wow. Steven told me before the show. He is that said, metric stars? Or is that... <laughs> Steve said it's a limited batch and that, he, that you have almost all of the rest of it. There's we not much do. left. There's, and... there's less than a case yeah. of it left. Okay. And you brought us six, one of them. Six yeah. in my cellar and I brought one over. That's yeah. so we're, cool. We're... Oh, I didn't know that till now. <laughs> yeah, Craig's like, <laughs> hey, this whole partnership thing, we have to talk yeah. about it. Let's rethink this whole bottle of wax. <laughs> yeah. Because really, a fourth of the bottle you're giving to us belongs to Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then Leslie's going, where's mine? Yeah. Great. So Steve can share one quarter with the rest of us. Yeah. Hey, you can have a mic. Oh, thank you, Mary. <laughs> All right, let's do that. We'll take a break. I want to come back and try this beer. It sounds fantastic. We're talking to Humpty Dumpty Brewery. They're in the studio with us today and having a good time. So uh, hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving homebrewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at HopTech.com or call 1-800-DRY-HOPS, 1-800-379-4677. With in-store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection and a dedicated commitment to their customers, HopTech is one of the longest-running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. HopTech. Visit today at HopTech.com. 
When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot, and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, yeah. the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
some heavy leather So close together And love's long left behind Some old architects of our minds Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking to Humpty Dumpty Breweries. Come all the way from the U.K. to hang out with us today. And uh, I think we're kind of having a good time. 
Uh, kind of. Uh, we're all we're all having some beer at the break. Is that and, snoring? And somebody's <laughs> snoring. I think that's your friend uh, Sergey. Is that the name? I think Sergey's snoring in the background. I mean, the guys from the UK do it right. They brought a designated driver. <laughs> and that's a smart thing to do, especially in California. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, one of my oldest and best friends. Is that right? Yeah. You guys used to work delayed. together out here. Yeah. Uh, not in not in this area, but uh, out in Chicago. Yeah. Now it it, it, uh, it is Sergey. Sergey, Sergey, Sergey. But you don't really drink beer, Sergey. Not really. What do you drink? Where are you from originally? Actually, I'm from Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. That doesn't exist. <laughs> Azerbaijan. Yes, it does. Next to Iran and Turkey, and what do you drink? What What is the national drink of Azerbaijan? It's, it's, it's goat based, whatever mostly, it is. Mostly, it's uh, good tequila. Good tequila, really? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have expected that. Is that an import or is that a, na- a native uh, drink? Tequila. It's an acquired taste. It's an import. Okay, but but it took on with the locals, and you guys really like tequila there now. <laughs> Most of them. Maybe. Most of them. So that is that your drink of choice, tequila? It is. Wow, tequila makes you crazy. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you met Sergi then. <laughs> I see. It, it's a okay. It's a beer, okay, you gotta be. If you're gonna drink, you better be hammered. All <laughs> right. If you're gonna do it, yeah. He's looking at the rest of us, going, "You guys are drinking all day. You're fine." He says, "All you do is pee." <laughs> <laughs> when did you ever know a country from the Middle East to do things half-assed? <laughs> right. We're more like a recycling c- company, is what are each, in the beer Filtration, world. Filtration. Yeah. Oh, tequila! It, it makes me nutty. I'll go crazy. I'm dancing, and uh, it gets. I guess that's why you drink when you have a party. <laughs> you don't have to drink all day. That's true. Well, that's uh, why they have the the real strong coffees, and then you hit the hookah, and then your your mind is just jello. <laughs> it's true. Jello. Uh, do they smoke the hookah in your country a lot? The not the you know I'm not talking about the weed, but the regular hookah. Yeah. We like the hookah around here. I haven't busted mine out in a long time. It's real. No. It's all dirty. And, uh, used to be a weekly thing. What happened? Used to be a weekly he thing. Grew up. Maybe I don't think I have it, Terrence. Terrence is telling me tonight, but I don't even think I have it here. It's all packed somewhere. You know? It's in a pod. It's probably in the other pod, even. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're still here with Humpty Dumpty. And what beer did you just pour us now, JP? Do you know which one uh, this is? Uh, Scott has the bottle. This is the uh, the W double, double W IPA. Double W. Double W IPA. Uh, so this is your IPA? It's a double IPA. It's um, big and strong. Uh, Scott, your glass looks a bit hazy. Yeah. You got the last pour. He did get the last Thanks pour. Thanks a lot for that, Jim. Yeah. Well, you know, we have to go in an order, Scott. All our beers are bottle conditioned. <laughs> we um, we have no means to filter our beers. I mean, again, talk about the sub-million dollar brewery, but we can't filter our beers. We don't pasteurize our beers. They all get put away as they are. Good. So um, in the bottle, they are bottle conditioned. We don't. You know, need to prime them particularly. They have the same oomph to them. I haven't tasted this beer yet, but I am loving the nose. It smells great, right? Uh, yeah. It smells fantastic. I think it might be these new Brewing Network glasses. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I'm drinking mine out of... Yeah, I, it's I, crap. I, <laughs> yeah. right. I, I spilled mine well, on... It's old, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I spilled mine on an old dish rag, and I'm, I'm smelling the old dish rag, oh, and it smells yeah. great. So right. I don't think it's the glasses. No, no it really, this, this beer smells awesome. So this beer was... Uh, the original inspiration for this beer was a beer that Stones brewed in England in the Weatherspoons Pubs Beer Festival. And they came over and they brewed, I think it was at Shepherd Neem they brewed. 
Okay. And they put out this California pale ale or something. Was it Mitch that came and did it, or I was it older? I believe it was Mitch. Okay, yeah, so I it think was it was. Yeah. Okay. It was. Uh, this is three or four years back. Uh, probably Mitch then. All right. Yeah, and yeah, I think they came over and they brewed this beer, and they put it in the Weatherspoons pub. And I just have this memory of – well, I vaguely have this memory yeah. of going in. So the Weatherspoons <laughs> pubs have a reputation – first of all, I have a lot of respect for the Weatherspoons pubs. They do a great thing. Okay. They have a reputation for selling beer cheap and having a lot of real ales and doing a pretty good job of sellermanship with them. Okay. And I went into the Weatherspoons pub, and they had this beer on it. I don't know if it was 7 or 8%. It was a huge beer. And they were selling it for pound fifty nine a pint. Wow. That's like $4. Uh, no, it's no, a lot know. less than that. It's about $2.50. <laughs> yeah. But wow. the thing was, in this beer festival, all the beers were the same price. So you could drink a 3.8% English ale, or you could drink the Stones version American Pale Ale for, like, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I was clapping at myself because I pictured myself walking home that night. Right. And how... <laughs> And how great I looked walking down the road. It, you have the same memory of it that I do, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, went into the, I went into the pub, and it was like 11 o'clock. It was, you know, the pubs are open later than they used to be, but it was late. And I got a pint of this, and I'm thinking, oh, tomorrow's a school day. Yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta have another one of these. Yeah, right. So, two pints of this stuff at, at midnight, and I got to get up and go to work the next day. But good job. It was such good beer, and I thought, we got to try to make that beer. So what percent no. is this? Is your version This is 7.4. You know what's interesting is that the alcohol flavor to me in this beer is the same yeah. taste of the alcohol yeah. in the 5.1. Yeah. The Golden Ghost. The Golden, yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and again, I, 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 I consider that a compliment because the two, this doesn't taste overly alcoholic. It just it's has that same kind of balance. a balance. Yeah, of, right? a, of a balance. And, and that's what mm. I would say, what we're finding difficult in the beers that we're tasting here is the lack of balance yeah, in the IPAs. It happens. Yeah. They are big hot beers, and I have yeah. no disrespect for hopheads. I, I love them, but uh, and and it's great to try the beers and see what you can pack into a beer, what sure. you can get away with. No, I hate but, their guts. But our beers, <laughs> our beers have to. He does. We have to sell our beers, right? Yeah. We, you know, we have sure. to sell these beers in the, in our market, and um, you know, thankfully, there's been a yeah. good uptake yeah. for this. We won. What was it? Bottled strong. Strong beer, strong huh. ale of yeah. the of the year for our beer. Is in, this cascade? Is this cascade focused as well? Uh, it's not. Cascade, um, Centennial, and Simcoe. Oh, but just gently. You hot. get the dank, yeah. citrusy kind uh, of. I, I, I get the, I get the Simcoe out of this. I thought there was some cat piss in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's that Simcoe. The first time we brewed this beer, it was a much hoppier affair, and, okay. and it may have to do with the hops that we're using this time. You know, you, you get mm. what you get, and like Craig said, we're really struggling to get. American hops. Yeah, can you still get Simcoe? No. You can't No at Centennial, all. no Amarillo. You can't get Centennial either. No, no nothing. No. Really? No, Honestly, really yeah. Struggling. yeah. You yeah. guys are using it all over yeah. here. You want me to make a phone call for you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Do you want to drink more of this beer? <laughs> You're right. Keep sending this over. But, no, I don't think I have those connections either. I'm surprised about Centennial, though. Honestly, you, you just can't get it. Wow. Just try Nico Brew at NicoBrew.com. Small Nico Brew at NicoBrew.com. I have thought about it. He can probably help you out, but for one or two batches. That's enough, really, for us. All right. Call Nico Brew. We'll bring this 
Is it Seneca Bro? <laughs> Maybe we can make them some sort of trade because we have the hops they want and they have the Cantillon we want. Oh. Apparently, <laughs> it's very easy for them to get. We it might is. need to consider yeah. a little... Uh, Look at Skitska. Hang on. Let me turn us off the air. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> okay. right, hold on. Okay. Hold. All right. We're off the air now. Okay. We're off the air. Okay, great. We might need to consider a little black market uh, trade yeah. here. We, yeah. we can smuggle some hops and they you can smuggle some Cantillon. Well, I think it's... Why does Terrence have to do all the smuggling? I think it's... I think it's the, the black market. Yeah. <laughs> Terrence is our mule. Almost. Terrence, like I've seen, I've seen locked up abroad. I am not going to be oh. your mule. I'm waiting, shitting, shitting out condoms full of centennial hops. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Here you go, Humpty Dumpty. I brought, I brought you these. Yeah, yeah take them back. Terrence's colon had a great fall. Oh man, my balloon full of heroin couldn't put it back together again. Shit. Customs is like. Dude, they're hops. We would have let you through. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence is going, shit, those fuckers. He's like, look, look, bro, look. It's, it's mainly for street cred. My album drops next summer. I gotta. I need this street cred. Okay? Me oh, and Mac man. Dre forever. This is a good IPA. Yeah, Thanks very much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. this. Uh, it's also well attenuated. What yeast are you using in this one? Is this the Cal Ale again? It is, yeah. 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 Uh, what was the finishing gravity on this? Do you know? Uh, this was actually got it down to around around about ten, fourteen, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you use some different caramel malts in this, or no? This is just ale malt, ninety five percent ale malt and five percent uh, crystal. Okay, crystal what? Which one? Uh, just just crystal. Uh, One fifty. One fifty. Yeah. One fifty. Mm. Wait, yeah. pretty dark. It is dark, but it but, but it's that, a nice uh, that caramel is a really nice offset to the um, yeah. It needed something hop. a little bit on the malty side. Yeah, to, to, you know, to, yeah. sure. Yeah. People out there in England want a little bit more on their beer. Is this a good seller for you? Um, it's uh, it's a slow seller. It's a slow so, seller. Okay, because because it's of the gravity. Hmm. Uh, we we put half in, in in casks and half in bottles, which is quite a bit. Yeah. So five barrels, five and a half barrels in bottles. Okay. Uh, in six uh, sixty bottles, and they sell rather quickly. Yeah, there, there aren't see. a lot of pubs that want a seven plus percent beer. Uh, no, that, I see. But we target the pubs that do like stronger beers, so we're guaranteed to sell the casks. That's okay. And the rest we bottle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And where do your do your bottles sell in stores as well? We have a shop at the brewery. Okay. And then we sell into regional farm shops and farmers markets and small small markets. Okay. Um, we don't really supply supermarkets to speak of. No. Okay. There's a couple of places that have that kind of volume, but we don't we don't generally supp- supply anybody major chain supermarket now. This beer is going to make me drunk of the week. <laughs> After we, I mean, we've I'm going to give a you nice, a run for the money. <laughs> we've been having a nice <laughs> afternoon, and then this one is this might put me over the edge. It, like JP's pouring another one now, but I didn't want to chug this one. So is this not a good time to break out Sergey's bottle of tequila? <laughs> yes, Sergey's got the tequila tasting next. <laughs> try it. Did you guys try this one? Uh, B-Bone and T-Bone? Please don't mess with our driver. <laughs> Give that a go. Yeah. Yes. We, got, we got plenty of space. Don't worry. Yeah, and it's your fault for designating a driver named Sergey. We love you, Sergey. Um, to kiss across the garage. That's really great beer so far. Now, a question that came through earlier uh, – 
wanted me to ask. Uh, now, I, I guess we know that Stephen is not a UK native, but a, a listener wanted me to ask if you were UK natives. Are you all? Uh, uh, yes. Leslie yes. and Craig and Marianne. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not imports. No. I I was born in London, Whitechapel London Hospital. Craig was born in London. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. And Leslie was born in Aberdeen in Scotland. Okay. So, yeah. The so, three all, all the UK. All right. Yeah. And Stephen. Nearly now, UK. He's nearly lived in England as long as he's lived in America. I've lived in the UK <laughs> for a third of my life. Now, let me ask you this: Is it was it just the was it just the girl, or did you also love the? I, I know it's a combination, but but be honest with me. Be did careful. you did you say fuck it? I'll I'll move to. <laughs> it's just the girl. She's still listening. She's still listening. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. <laughs> but you must have liked the UK. I love I love yeah. the UK, and, and yeah. uh, the lifestyle is different, and it's uh, it suits me. Okay. I love being close to the continent. I love you know the walking in the hills and not in Norfolk, by the way, no, but uh, walking in the countryside and the things that you do in England that you don't do in the states. So, How are you at driving on the left side of the road? Uh, when I am not drinking, I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm drinking, I don't drive. I guess after 15 years, I should ask, "How are you at driving on the right side of the road?" I'm now that you're equal, back here, I'm, I'm ambidextrous. I, I, mean, I can do. I can do both. Right. Sometimes I do yeah, them on the, both, Sometimes yeah. I do them on the same day, but uh, I try not to. No, it, I, it's, it comes naturally after a time. So. Now, your best-selling beer is the Sharpie. Yes. Little yeah, Sharpie. Little yeah. Sharpie. Little Sharpie. And that's just a 3.8% yeah. beer. Just a little guy. That's the one, like you said, people want to go to the pubs and, and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It's a session bitter. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, it took the uh, bronze medal. It, it took us from brewing that beer once a month to once a week. Wow. And that baseloaded our business. I see. And it got us on the map with a lot of pubs that, like Craig was saying, weren't taking us on before. And they're saying, well, is it folly not to take Humpty Dumpty? Because, hey, they're making, you know, national caliber beers. Right. And that's really brought us up. So. Now, when we get our listeners writing into us and, they, and, they, and they're just so proud and they're thanking us for some of the information that they've made it to the second round of the national homebrew competition. Congratulations, guys. You yeah. guys must have been so proud to, mm. to oh. get that bronze. I mean, that bronze. That must have felt good, right? You got drunk that night, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leslie and, absolutely. Leslie and Steve were in France on a holiday. It happened that their holiday coincided with the GBBF. I so, see. You know, I don't know why. Never That's understood weird. that to this day. But anyway, it did. We're in France. And yeah. They were ringing up saying, any news, any news, any news? And because they were an hour ahead in France. And then okay. when we got the award, it was just like we went wow, absolutely we're in bonkers. Heaven. Yeah, you must have been. You were on the, on the phone yeah. at the time, I think. Weren't you, Steve? We, we had it live. You know, we just called, we so called them up and they're like, oh, we just won a world's medal. Wow. Screaming and shouting. But you don't get to go up to the podium and pick it up. You have you hear about it and then oh. you get it. I know. I was going, well, when do we go pick up our... Where is yeah, it? Yeah, you prepared that whole speech and everything. Sure. Prepared. Yeah, Marianne went at the cartwheel across the stage after picking up her award. Hold me back. Boys, and they had to because there was no award to pick up. Right, but the, just the and then the funny, the, the great thing was walking around with our shirts as you do at these events. You wear your own shirt, and everyone's you know shaking your hand and da, da, da. My brother-in-law was there, and he said, "It's been the best day." All these uh, people, strangers. He had nothing to do with the brewery. He just sure. had one of our shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> he but, got a ticket from us. But he said, "Everyone get coming up saying, hey, congratulations.'" Because they understood what it meant, also. Yeah, completely. And, the, be, and awesome. the best feeling was. This venture started there, right? Yeah, four years before, so oh, that's full, a nice homecoming. Full circle. Yeah. Four years later, no, like we're that. picking up a bronze medal for our vision of saying 
we can make better beers than most people here. Wow. And there we are. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. I just Aww. met you. I think that's really awesome. <laughs> I mean, Let's geez. hug it out. Let's <laughs> hug it out. Yeah. 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 See, JP's been wanting hugs all night. And this is... I don't get infection. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> We're drinking the Christmas crack. That's what we have here? I don't think this late... Now, Americans are such... <laughs> Aren't we pussies? We're such prudes. Yeah. We are such prudes that you probably couldn't even get this label approved here. It depicts nudity. It's got Santa it's, it's, uh, bending over the uh, chimney and is... At, Sergey, I'm right. We couldn't get this approved in America, could we? This is too much ass crack. Look at that. It's, uh, oh, yeah. That's a good point. Sergey makes a good point. It's San Francisco. It's fine. Yeah. It's good crack. news. Even if we are down the ass crack of another man, yeah. follow your follow dreams. your dream. He says, uh, <laughs> "It probably won't be approved." They'll be we, like, "We need a full, full nude ass. We right. can't have it halfway." But lesser told- labels have been uh, denied in America. For, we're so they we're have, so, we're they so have. prudent. True. We, we are told ne- the Anchor Brewery boys about this label yesterday, and uh, they were like, "That would never get past no, them." No, no. So, uh, a Christmas happen. crack strong winter ale is what we have. And, and, mm. and to be honest, this isn't this isn't the beer it's supposed to be. It's a little it's a little bit. Sour. Turn. It's a bit sour, but you'll like it. This one's not the barley it's not, one yet. No, it's no, not. It's, the but this okay. was when this beer was fresh. Well, it, was it was a little bit of an homage to uh, to Tasty's Janet's Brown. Hmm. Oh, is that uh, right? We cannot. In that it was just dark in color. No, it was based <laughs> off the recipe kidding, in, yeah. in Jamil's book. And yeah. uh, but we can't get all the ingredients in there, so we sort of had to go. Okay. And last year we had a, a cracking sort of all the knobs turned to eleven kind of beer. This beer is, is turning sour now, yeah, so... But yeah. it's not exactly turning sour in a bad way. It's not turning sour in no, a bad way. No, it's a very I pleasant... Yeah. It, it's, uh, this is like a Rodenbach or something. It's, it's very Flanders-ish. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not supposed to be, so don't... Uh, sure. You know, don't, <laughs> oh, well, brew I, that I, Flanders bread that you guys did. Yeah, no, that, no, 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 no. That no, 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 Rodenbach no. Grand Cru clone you made, that was great. But it's, it's <laughs> yeah, got it. that cherry to it, but it's not supposed to have that. How many cases are left of this? There's a few. Age some because send, send it could just here. keep getting better <laughs> until they explode. <laughs> so it was going to be a hoppy brown ale, is yeah. what you're it, saying. It was. Yeah. I, I would have said. So we've never tasted Tasty's beer, but we've heard you guys rave about it. So he's good. We thought we'd have a go at it, and I, uh, we had a, a absolutely stonking great beer last year and this okay. year the same. A really big beer. Yeah. Nice. But if this bottle is a little bit infected. Uh, so, in a good it's way. Fine. Yeah, it's well, actually, 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 quite like it is. It's it is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very pleasant. So we've come full circle yeah. because we used to make a sour Christmas, uh, a Belgian brown Christmas beer, yeah. and now we're making a, an English brown Christmas beer, but it's, um, right. it's sour. So. Well, and the tribute to Tasty is uncanny. How did you get him to pose over the chimney <laughs> with his pants with his pants down? I mean, I don't remember him going to the UK. That's not a chimney, Justin. It's oh, it's not. <laughs> right. It's another bee hole. Because JP, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. that's Tasty's backside. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it doesn't look like it, it looks a little bit uh, less like Tasty because uh, the guy on that label looks awake. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, yeah. We we yeah. inherited that label when we took over the brewery, and it was the only one that wasn't like the others. It's oh, a yeah. cute and label. So, and there are people who 
just go, oh, they're, they're label Nazis and they will not let you. Mm-hmm. I will never drink a beer in a bottle like that. You know, who yeah. so, wow. And, and I don't want to meet those people. Sad. So. I don't want to meet they them. They don't want to drink up beer, really. They've got a sense of humor. Don't drink it. And right. Marianne, you said earlier that there are people who say camera's good and there are people that say camera's bad. And it's some of those camera people that we're talking about that, that do the. And you're not talking about it, so I'll no, exempt no. you from my rant here. But kind of the. the that sort of too uptight. Oh, I. We, now we have to take our beer very seriously. We, how, we're not going to look at somebody's crack on our beer label. We can't do that. And that's oh, just no. that's a ridiculous no. thing to Who me. Who wants to drink a beer yeah. that reminds you of Santa's ass? Oh, I do. It's yeah. fun. Have Who, a good time. Who would ever want to drink a beer that would make you when you open and go? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, why well, would you want to do that? Why would you want to laugh? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, we you know, listened yeah. to a couple of chaps on YouTube, and uh, they're saying about the beer. It was very, very good, but I would never buy it because of the label. Yeah. The, really? That's yeah, a ridiculous yeah, thing yeah, to say. Go to the show and say, no, I'm not buying that. Fuck that. I'm saying it for you. Exactly. And, and whoever exactly. wrote that, yeah, the two, the F two you. chaps actually bought the beer home and tasted it. So and it was drunk a, it. One of the best lovely. Christmas beers I've ever tasted. Yeah. But that they don't want to buy it again because of the label. Yeah. We're too good for that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, then don't buy my beers, what yeah, I would exactly. write. But F you. That's what I'd say too. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. People it's need right. to lighten up. Yeah. Well, don't put a label on it and save us money. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. sort of brown. Janice Brown, right? It's sort of a plain brown wrapper. You could yeah. maybe make a second label, put this on the we show, about and it. then right next to it, one with a middle finger. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't talked about that. Yeah. Well, in England, it's the two, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, the middle finger works this as well. This is well, right. yeah. Is it? If I broke mine, I would I would lose all form of communication. <laughs> I wouldn't communicate. I'd just be like this, everybody. I'd just be shocker. You here, but so we, really. As Steve mentioned earlier, we, we sell a lot of our bottled beer at farmer's markets. Hmm. We have them all laid out on the table, <clears throat> Excuse me, and the Christmas crack in the season is there amongst them. Yeah. And the kids stop and go, hey, mommy, look at that. And they kind of have a, it's little, funny. Have a laugh. <laughs> sure. And I've never found someone, anyone offended at the farmer's markets by our beer, beer labels, especially the Christmas crack. In I fact, can't imagine you being offended. The kid stops and says, we need to buy one for daddy and the kids. Right. <laughs> That's great. Sure. That's great. We're selling alcohol <laughs> through children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean Well, that. yeah, you don't have Joe Camel. You have Christmas <laughs> exactly. Right. It's Santa. It's, but it makes sense because even kids, there's nothing dirty there's about nothing it. It's Santa dirty. Claus it's with his wrong. pants falling yeah. down. Uh, it's funny. What the hell? Let's do the barley wine. Yeah, do it. Yeah, it's hard because we have a, a little bottle and everybody, and I, I can't even give be- enough beer to everybody. No, no, you GP, guys need drink. Why don't you just pour it in, in one glass and pass, pass it? Glass it? I would if I just drink <laughs> if, it. If Justin I'll, were okay with that on the germ front. I'll but, put uh, it all in my mouth <laughs> like a chipmunk and then dispense it through my mouth into each individual glass. Give Justin a little pour taste Pour me first a little tab and then you can pour the rest in one glass. All right, let's do it. Yeah, my germophobia is acting up today. It might get in your way. By the way, everyone listening in England is pulling his trousers down. Yeah. Not his pants. Oh, his trousers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, his pa- what would his pants be in England? Uh, his, his underwear. underwear. His, under- his trousers are down. Right. They're both down. <laughs> they are both down. <laughs> Technically, Steve's right. They You're looking at, at the builder's butt, aren't you? You're looking right. at the place to put your pencil, really. You know, that's where I keep my <laughs> pencil. Uh, uh, right. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, what a tip it if you can. Well, I like this. Um, Tasty is going to be sorry to have missed this. Well, he, he won't be sorry. No, that we won't pass this off as his beer because I know his beer isn't sour. But No, uh, but I think he'd just be proud that you guys looked at his recipe and made it, you know. Well, you guys talk it up so much, and um, we cannot get it, obviously. Like, it's obviously. an amazing we, there's recipe. There's another brewery in the U.K. Um, 
Saints and Sinners, I think. Yeah, and they brewed it once they made for like, him. But they made like a yeah, 5% was, version well, or something. Yeah, oh, so Absolutely. they were worried about the duty oh, sure, on it, too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not the duty, but maybe the saleability of it. I see. But we take it on board as saying, well, it's seasonal. It's Christmas beer. It should be a little bit of a winter warmer. Sure. You know, we, it's about as big a beer we, as we can brew. Okay. In one go. And now, the barley wine. Thank you. Which, thankfully, doesn't smell sour, but it's oh, big. Um, oh, it smells lovely. This beer was brewed for the brewery's 10th anniversary, not our ownership, but the brewery's 10th anniversary. Okay. The so the brewery, the brewery was founded in 1998. Okay. And we brewed this in 2008. I see. We brewed this on the 8th of March, 2008. Oh, it smells great. And it smells already, you know, one of the first uh, old beers I ever had was a J.W. Lee's. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I loved it. Somebody bought it for me at a beer festival and shared it with me, and I loved the musty smell of it. And this has that nice, uh, full, and rich, and it's pretty complex. It's a little musty in a good way. I oh, really like that. It's a little grapey. Gorgeous. Did it come That's out? Lovely. I didn't taste it yet. It's absolutely gorgeous. Wow, and now it's four years old, and I've got six bottles of it left. <laughs> and now you're happy. I am. We're coming round. I quit. On our way home. <laughs> yeah, Craig's out of here. <laughs> I'll no, share, no Craigie. I'll share. <laughs> he doesn't want it. He's mad. Oh, it is great. It's gorgeous. And you know lovely. what? It kind of tastes of cedar. It has a good cigar box yeah. flavor to it. I wonder where oh, that cedar good. came from. Cedar? It's, I don't even know it's where. It's the hops degenerating, I reckon, because this this beer was... Uh, it was Bigfoot-y. It wasn't, it wasn't an obvious ripoff of a Bigfoot clone recipe on the internet or anything, but okay. it, was, it was in that vein. And uh, we were looking for a, a well-hopped barley wine. I see. The English barley wines that you find tend to have very little hopping, mm. yeah. and they tend to be Almost sickly sweet. So I see the on the Bigfoot style where they they we do hop. We were hop looking it. for a, a, a fair bit of hop in this beer. You know, there's a brewery that's making yeah. waves right now in America called Cigar City. Yeah, these guys it's, out it's of Tampa, in Florida, out of Tampa. Yeah, and this is reminiscent of their beers because of that. It's a lot of tobacco. Uh, I get mm-hmm. that. Uh, some cedar. Uh, which I've never tasted in a beer that didn't actually have, have cedar. C- yeah, Cigar yeah. City is the only time I've ever tasted that cedar flavor. This is interesting. I get uh, dried mango. Oh yeah, like a dried like a dried, dried mango, mango or dried like a pa- or like, dried fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah but now, like now more beer, like tropical. This beer did not have that when it was fresh because the hops were so forward. It was good. a big hoppy barley wine, and it has matured beautifully. And the reason I have six bottles is not because I'm greedy, sure. but it's because we're going to try to brew this again for our 15th anniversary. I was just going to ask you, you guys should be producing this beer. We should, but but it's a nice – it's a beer for keeping, right? Yeah. It's a beer to lay down. Right. And I would like to compare a five-year-old version of this against the original. Yeah. Right. So I've managed to keep a few. And we actually have two that we've mm. kept in the brewery for quality control. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when we've gone past our best before date, we – Drink them or dump them, whatever. Of course you do. But you drink um, them or drink them. Be honest, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a stash there in the office. <laughs> it, it is uh, that that cedar, um, tobacco. Yeah. Um, it's complex. A little plummy, a little yeah. a little raisiny, but not much. A musty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, musty is good, and I think that's probably much of the cigar it, it could box be my, kind of thing it, going It on. could be my basement, too. <laughs> no, no, but that's a good thing either way. Um, and, and I remember that really from good. that. Now, 
I know that it's a special beer that you want to do on these anniversaries, but just to throw it out there, you know, there's these breweries like, uh, who does the Dark Lord? Oh. Um, Is that like Michigan Brewery or something? I forget. But it's, it's just an example. Three Floyds. Yeah. I think it's Three Floyds. God, I'm smart. And they do this beer once a year. And even Sierra with the Bigfoot, right? Uh, with the Dark Lord, it's a small batch of beer. And people line up around the block once a year to buy this oh, beer from them. Really? Right? And what they do with it, they don't go home and drink it. They age it. It's a big, high-alcohol beer. It's kind of like this. They age it. They share it with their friends. They, they brag about how they were able to get the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Or, how long or, do you age might it for? Con- like one well, year, two? No, as, as long as you want. They, yeah. they, 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 try, they go in and buy a case of it. You have to get a ticket, so, and actually. There's only one per. So it's like West Lettering or something. Yeah, yeah and actually, uh, or like uh, our, our buddies in Truckee, 50-50 with their Eclipse. With their Eclipse series, they do the same Perfect. thing. And I'm just, oh. I'm just throwing it out there. This is a wonderful recipe. It's yeah. a good beer. You might brew this once a year, even if it's a small batch. F it. Get them lining up down the curb mm-hmm. and sell a case at a time. Come back next year, you pick up another one. Th- this is a cool beer to brew for us. Good idea. Because, it's a brew, because when... When we brewed this beer, mm. coming through, but we 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 had to mash twice because we couldn't get all that grain in our mash tun. Okay, right? yeah. so we did the first sweet runnings, and then what we did was we just grabbed a little bit of the second runnings, like fifty liters or you know five ten gallons or whatever, and put that aside for ourselves. And then we did it again. So we mashed twice, a really strong mash first runnings. And we chucked away the back end of the grain. I see. So we're only taking maybe 50% of the sugars out of the grain. And we're leaving the rest because we can't sparge. We can't. It's just um, a batch sparge, it, basically. It's, not, it's almost not even a batch sparge. Oh. It's like the, it's a mash and then a tiny little wash. Oh. Because hmm. our, our hot liquor tank, we're, hot, we're constrained on the hot liquor tank, and we can't get any more grain in our mash tun. So you couldn't do like a, like a proper small beer. Well, we could these, have, yeah. but we didn't know in the first go. We made ah, it, and, okay. and and hey, it was already 13 bloody hours. It was a long <laughs> brew day to begin with because yeah. we had to do this twice. Right. I wonder if you could do a sour mash small beer with this. You could leave, leave it in the ton for a couple a couple days. Maybe the second yeah. one you could. Yeah. But we took we took like a total of uh, 50 or 60 liters of this beer off, and we made a second small beer, and I bottled mm. it up and drank it at home just to see what it was like, and it was a different animal. Because you'd lost all that malty goodness off the front end of the beer, sure, and you were left with you were left with a kind of a mild, kind of a, a light colored, caramelly mild. Yeah, and it was it was drinkable. My father in law said it was a perfect beer for a Scotsman because they like their beer not very hoppy. Yeah, and he loved it. He drank it all. So I um, see. That's my father in law for you. <laughs> right. That's Jimmy, by the Jimmy. way. If you're still up, he's, <laughs> hopefully, Hi, hopefully he's not listening. But uh, but um, I'm pretty sure my son-in-law just called me an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just I, I get the I get the picture in uh, so I made an axe murder where Mike Myers is sitting. So you're in my eyes. You're in. He's all bombed off McEwen's. Yeah, yeah. that's what I that's what I imagine. That's right Steve's now. father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go ahead, you weak guy. He's not like that, Jimmy. At all. He's a lovely <laughs> Man. He's a lovely fellow. <laughs> well, anyway, but he loved the beer. It wasn't my favorite, but we had the small beer at Anchor, and I thought, mm. I know what they're after. They're yeah. doing a second beer. runnings. Yeah. They're making yeah. a beer off the second runnings. It's yeah. a party gal kind of thing, and they're getting a second runnings. Mm-hmm. So we could do that because I know – I looked up – I did some Googling around, and I came up with some extract curves, and it said the first half of the volume you put in gives you two-thirds of the sugar off the beer. Yeah. There are curves yeah. basically that say – 
you're going to get most of the goodness off in half the volume. Wow. The rest of your sparging is kind of weak. It's kind of dilute. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So we knew, and, and it was amazed. I was absolutely stunned. We forecast 9.2, and we went for it, not knowing what we were going to get, and we got 9.2. Oh, you did, right yeah. there. We, we got exactly wow. what I forecast on the curve. Okay. That's and awesome. that was cool because, you know, we, we don't get to practice this. We went for it live. You just and, did it. And we got the beer we were after. Well, and you it, and did it was good. it was a whole lot of grain for us. I mean, we normally use like 350 kilos, and we're oh. using 750 kilos. That's like 10,000 pounds. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I think it's 100,000 <laughs> pounds. It's 100,000 If you lined a grain one in a row, you'd reach Mars and back. You could have eclipsed <laughs> the moon. <laughs> Today. Come on, it's 2.205. Learn your unit conversion. <laughs> I can't. Did our buddy Mark McGee help us do that, Brooke? Our buddy Mark, Mark McGee. Who was supposed to be here he, today. He was, whose idea was that we come over here, came up and brewed with us that day, because it was a long brew day. Yeah. Okay. It was a 13-hour brew day for one batch yeah. of beer. Right. And that's because we had to mash and do all that stuff twice. So. Wow. It anyway, it came the out. old days when you used to get Amarillo hops. Oh, back in the <laughs> old days. <laughs> right. Yeah, Even so here. You brew it once a year. You have to make that call. Justin. Sure, that's. I agree with you. How many different hops in this beer? Uh, Goldings, Cascade, Amarillo. Okay, hmm. I like this beer. A lot. I do. I do like. It. I, I I had a little bit, and then uh, I drank it weird for some reason. I got a lot of air in it. Um, hop candy is what I tasted. Oh yeah, it's like the the sweetness, but just a lot of the oil. Yeah, is still is still there. It's it's tasty. And I would I would guess just like Bigfoot that I don't like the year that they put it out. I'll never drink it the year. I they think put you're it probably out. right. Yeah, I don't like this it. This was all. a much hoppier beer. In I bet beer this one. would have beat up my palate a little bit. It and, there, been... and there were pubs that took uh, a firkin off us and sold it like within three months. Oh, okay. And then there were pubs that said, "I want this not for this Christmas, but for next Christmas." Yeah. At Will least you... they understood. They do, and, yeah. and they said, "Will you keep it for me for eighteen months?" Yeah, I'll keep it in my cellar, but it means I'm tying up my firkin. Right. For 18 months or right. almost two years you know, yeah. for one cask of beer to sell. Well, you guys got to do this beer again. The recipe's good. Thank you. Yeah, and it's been aged well, too. Uh, consistent yes. temperature. Back to our feedback segment. Yes. I bet that this has been sitting in Steve's uh, basement or something at a very consistent temperature Absolutely. for four years. Absolutely. Yeah. It has not moved. It's in a box in my cellar and it hasn't moved. At 70 degrees Fahrenheit, No, right? no, no, no. Much, much <laughs> yeah. colder. How, how I age kegs, I, I strap kegs to my car and drive through the desert. <laughs> and that's how I ate. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, you're talking about almost the Arctic Circle over there. It's like 52 degrees north or something. It's, right. The beer, does, it, it, it doesn't... It, outside it gets hot, but the cellar never gets hot. It's yeah. down to basement. you got to do that. It's in the 50s. You know, time. in the, most car trunks now, uh, they, their spare the tire is in the boot underneath, yeah. underneath the trunk entirely. JP right. took out his spare tire, and that's right. where he ages all his beer. That's right. And he just, just it's actually, I run it through a solar panel. Like, you know, people have heating for their, like, spas yeah. or, or pool. That's yeah. what I do. Right. So I run it through all my solar panels. It's, it's yeah. going to be like one of these um, BrewDog extreme beers or Pete yeah. Brown taking a beer to India. It's, yeah. J- <laughs> JP drove a beer around SoCal for eight months. It'll taste to Anaheim, trip yeah. to, you know, trip to Disney, trip to Disney, good. trip to Disney. And, uh, what? Well, that's not the JP I know. I yeah. do have it. I'll tell you off the air. Right. <laughs> we got to get to wrapping things up soon. JP, what's our Twitter game? Twitter game uh, has already been going on. And the uh, question is, or the uh, statement is, Moscow has opened an art gallery to showcase only his artwork. Mm-hmm. Name it. Name Moscow's art gallery. It has no other artist except Moscow. Okay. Shit. 
Game over. Done and done. I'm kidding. I have Moscow's art right next to me here. Do you see the lovely beer pouring? Well, that, this good. is Moscow's art right there. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. I was admiring that earlier. It's good. It wouldn't be a bad thing if you spelled shit cleverly, like S-H-H-I-T or something. Shite. So you want it to be some sort of French name is right. what yeah. you're saying. That's what I'm saying. So far, yeah. Fierce Beard has the, has the best entry with uh, Screw Your Twitter Game, I Might Get Laid Tonight. Oh, Fierce Whoa. Beard. You go. Yeah. So, uh, you know. If I keep I drinking fair. this barley wine, I'm going to get laid by myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Serge? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever, dude. <laughs> you are full of desires. Is that what he said? Quote of the day. You are full of desires. You have no idea. It's how like much. a Zoltan machine. <laughs> I am going to sell a hell of a lot of Brewing Network T-shirts that say "You are full, full of desires," desires. <laughs> and it'll just have Serge's name underneath. Lunch meat. I love it. That's. That is awesome. Oh, it's too far back. I wish... Uh, Serge, do me a favor. Go up to JP's microphone there and just say you are full of desires. <laughs> you are full of desire. Perfect. Perfect. We will use that. Here's, an, here's another good one. The Ginger Jew Gallery. Who needs a savior when you don't have a soul? Winner. Game is over. It's pretty good, right? Game's over. All right, don't read them all. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Uh, We'll finish off our Twitter game. Uh, The Drunk of the Week might have to be done internally because we don't have have phone calls uh, or or a telephone, but we're all feeling pretty good. We are deep. So we might just have to vote for each other and see see what happens. All right, it's the session. We're talking to Humpty Dumpty Brewing Company, and they're with us from the U.K. today. Hang in there, and we'll be right back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Did you know the Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri? 
The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard-to-find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolf Brow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool, free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolf Brow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today you know when Israel had sinned, and God was trying to decide who he going to send down to save the earth. They was around. Somebody had, had suggested that he sent Abraham. He told Pharaoh that Sarah was his sister, not his wife. Then said, no, he can't send Noah. I said, strictly illegal. Noah was a little, little, little wine old. I had a fellow live next door to me who brewed homebrew in the bathtub. The beer we selling now not good enough. Good enough. But it was strictly illegal. I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? Man, you gonna make everybody up there wild. I don't think you want to do this to your children, do you? Strictly, you know, we have people that live on the streets that go into your local Dollar General store and buy shaving lotion for a high. For a high. For a high. Chevy's Regal is stamped and approved by the government agency that said this is for high. Healthy. 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 Strictly illegal. Right. Can we can we get a reenactment of that phone call, Steve? Roy, it's Stephen from Humpty Dumpty. No, <laughs> it's Stephen from Humpty Dumpty Bury in England. How you doing? Yeah, uh, yeah. you all right? Yeah. Hi, no, I swear, England. Yeah. yeah. Who? Well, what do you mean, England, Nebraska? <laughs> no, no, the real England. <laughs> the, the old sod, England. But the but the tours are always booked up. But you, here's what I like about the brewing industry in general. I think you guys all take care of each other, and anchors no exception. You ended up saying, uh, we're, listen, I know that you're booked up, but we're a brewery from the UK in town and we just want to see your place. And they were wonderful. To oh, be honest, cool. we walked in and we said, thank you. We really appreciate you seeing us at this short notice. And we didn't plan, you know, want to hope that we could come in. And they're like, no, you're welcome. You're brewers. That's great. So we stood there at quarter to 10 
just chilling out and having a look at you know the pictures on the wall and looking at the kit that they had on display. In which the is entrance, beautiful, yeah. Which is it beautiful is. and yeah. really welcoming and a really lovely place. Sure. And then suddenly. I was sitting down because I was a girl and a bit tired. And the boys were standing <laughs> looking at posters. And I saw this guy in a white jumpsuit with Wellington boots on. And he tapped Stephen Craig on the shoulder and he said a word. And I just thought, hang on a minute. I ain't going to miss out. <laughs> this is about so to I get good. I jumped up yeah. <laughs> and I followed them quick. And it was Mark Carpenter, oh, the brewmaster. yeah. And the boys were in the office and he turned around and he went, oh, there's three of you. Great. Let's go over to the other room because there's not enough chairs in this room. Okay. And we all sat down and... In the meantime, Stephen had picked up that on his PC he had our website up, and he had our. Um, oh, he had checked it out. Yeah, yeah. our, our yeah. newest yeah. brew. Well, because he thought you, you could have been full of shit. Oh yeah, hey, where are we from England, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like Humpty Dumpty. What? Yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah. So just, up, yeah. Yeah, but he kind of looked us up, and we sat down. And he was just so hospitable. He yeah. just had a we really nice chat royalty. with us. Yeah. He's a lovely. sweet man. He's, He's a really, sweet chap. Really, really is. And then he told us the whole story and the whole history of the brewery. Oh, cool. And he, you know, he's worked there since 1970-something. Yeah. 71. And yeah. he's just, like, he started yesterday. Yeah. so enthusiastic and really, right. you know, loves, obviously loves his job and best job in the world, as Craig would vouch. <laughs> being the head brewer All the staff were very, very um, polite and pleasant. They're into beer at that place. They yeah, are into beer. And, and they know that like, there's going to be tour groups going through, yeah. and they still have to work uh, mm. around these people. And they're all like, you know, they don't like, oh, sir, you know, we are, you know, think, you know <laughs> get out of your way while you're coming through on the tour, and then, you know, eh, yeah, right, whatever. Right. But the they're way- great. They're like coming up and engaging you. And we're down there looking at their filtration equipment. Okay. Because we don't filter. And I was just saying, you know, this is how you filter beer. You've got this yeah. huge honking machine. And there, there's a guy down there putting in sheets of filter paper between every single layer of the thing. Right. And I'm like, look at that. That's how you do it. And then there's this big bin full of spent filter papers, and they're covered with yeasty, sludgy, chewy sure. shit. And and the guy comes up and says, hey, you want to wrap that around your head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was great. He was great. It's like, it's like you know, the, you, we're there, and you know, I said to, to Mark, I said, hey, we're not here about like – industrial espionage we're here yeah we're you're here, just fans of beer we're here seeking inspiration yeah really. yeah yeah we are we we came here for we we came here to celebrate a friend's birthday and our friend was unfortunately not able to join us okay and we'll wish him if i can mark sure. mcgee's 40th birthday happy birthday mark happy birthday mark and we came here anyway and we said, well, we were already... Yeah, we were like, fuck Mark. No, we're keyed up for this. And I, and I got in touch with Scott and I said, we're going to be here. He says, come on. And, and now we're down here. And we call up Anchor and there's like, oh, you know, you know yeah. we're full. Yeah, but so but cool. come by anyway. They're so cool. a world, a world-class people. They were and, uh, phenomenal. They were phenomenal. Well, now you can wear that shirt back home, Craig, and uh, wear it proudly, knowing yeah. that they're not just a bunch yeah. of douchebag Americans. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, Most and, of and us. Knowing, knowing, I think one guy's from Russia. About the Brewing Network. I meant Anchor. No, but oh, okay. knowing, yeah, knowing that so he's good with that. Knowing that, <laughs> that even though they're huge, they're not corporate. Right. There's still huh. there's a huge soul in that company. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, and that's something I didn't have a real appreciation for. Right. You know, at some point you get big, but you know they're not the big boys. They're still sure. Yeah. They still it just shows are with their it shows in the beers yeah. that they make. Well, listen, yeah. it's the passion and love that the beers. The, yep. Oh. If we interview you guys in 30 years, you know, after yeah, Craig's no. dead, yeah. then uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I'm 
dying when, when I'm 55. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you guys better not be too corporate either. We won't be. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. If I have to go through a PR firm to get a hold of you guys, no. Right. Never. 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 What'd you pour us, JP? We are pouring uh, a beer from our good friends at Flat Tail oh, up in Corvallis, Oregon. We are pouring a Journey themed beer. Oh, really? It's called. Oh, you know, I like that. It's called Lovin', Hoppin', and Squeezin'. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fusion <laughs> Pale Ale. Let me, the label's rad, actually. Let's see. Let's see if we can get yeah, that. This on was camp. their payment to us for crashing Winter Brews Festival. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, here's their uh, their uh, you know write up saying something is the greatest is a pretty bold statement in this case though we're certain you'll accept our pick with open arms uh, blah 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 journey <laughs> through this delicious brew there's a lot of like journey references and shit and it. it's pretty funny what a great yeah. inspiration for a beer yeah so this is from uh, Dave and Sean up at Flat Tail uh, so we got this and we have their uh, their famous mustache ride which is a ride a rye red beer that'll be next mustache ride R Y E uh, any Journey fans in the UK, or do you just make fun of Journey? All of them, I think. <laughs> Journey, yeah. Journey heard... didn't make it to the UK, did it? There are a few cliques over there, you know. Just there's a couple. A, there's a bit of glee going on. My kids, at least. So. I see. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was saying the glee <laughs> right. thing. Yeah, glee. Yeah, glee is it. glee is a thing I don't get. <laughs> I wonder why they. Cho- I wonder why they chose loving, touching, squeezing. To- I don't because I think that's what they could. Uh, you know, they're they're in Oregon. What do they know? They don't know anything. They, they, they just focus on the. Thing. This is lovely beer. It is. It's nice good. Beer. Yeah. It's really nice beer. Delicious. I'm not, I'm not sure about lemon, the label though. Lemon flavors that are in the beer. Yeah, mm. it could be. Very very good beer. I smell like Terrence's baby. And right all that now. stuff. That's all from the hops. Really? All that. Not all lemon. That. No. no. <laughs> well, it's, it, you get that lemon. Quality. Lemon touching and squeezing. Lemon. Oh, the <laughs> new like Bud, La- the new Corona beer. <laughs> this is lovely. It's, it's good, right? It's very nice. Yeah, they make good I beer at Flat Tail. I like the size of the bottle. It's a pint bottle. It's you a don't get that in the in twenty-two the UK. ounce. It's yeah. big. That's like ours. Our yeah. wiper, yeah. The double W. The typical bottle yeah. of beer. Yeah. In we the, went. Uh, we in the wanted. It's small. It is, but we went for that six sixty, which is bomberish. About because we wanted you to be able to pour a full pint of that. Oh yeah. Not to be able to right. pour 500 mils minus the, the Tribi yeasty sure. bits. Yeah. The fake pint. Yeah. The, right. Well, it's not a fake pint. I mean, a 500 <laughs> mil bottle is never going to be a British pint. A British pint's 568 mils. Is this not a British oh. pint then? This is a US your, pint. Your pint's four. That's a, it's, that's a pint it should plus. Be, it should be bigger. Yeah. Your pint's 454 and ours is we five, call six, that a mm. We call that a 22-ounce bomber. Which is what ours is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yours is also a 22-ounce. Oh, yours is a little same. fatter in the middle. Mils. Yeah. 660 mils. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, Bebo's baby. This is. This is a little same. You, you guys know, but the, Amer- the, the British ounce okay. and the American ounce but are different. you still get out of it what you need. You don't want to drink that by yourself, Marianne. You'll, you'll be having a party if you drink that. <laughs> well, 9%. No, it's only 5%, though. Yeah. It's not that strong. That's just a pale ale sort of pill. It's good, right? All right, JP. Do you want to look up the... Twitter game? Twitter situation. So, again... The uh, the Twitter game is Scott has opened a brewery Moscow over here not Skittles a not a brewery an, uh, an, art an art gallery an art gallery an art gallery <laughs> I just nominated so JP for drunk of the week I'm not driving <laughs> good so uh, listen we're all up for it don't I'm worry ready JP for it. you are not alone Skittles has opened a uh, an art gallery an art gallery <laughs> name his beer <laughs> yeah name his first testicle all right as soon as it drops uh, name his his art gallery okay. And we got some okay ones. We got some funny ones. I, I was hoping for a little bit better from the Brewing Network. But um, actually, wait, I just found another one that's pretty good. 
You want me to give you a few minutes? Nope, I'm good right now. <laughs> Actually, right. So no, I gotta, wait, wait, I just found on, this one too. I'll design a new recipe. It's right. good radio. This. Yeah. It's great, right? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Steve's been here for four hours. He already gets it. He already knows more about radio than I do. <laughs> Get yeah, your well. shotgun ready. <laughs> yeah, well. All right, so um, Brad Brewing says, uh, this, is, this is the name of, of, of Moscow's uh, thing. My mom says it's good. The Art of Scott Moskowitz. <laughs> oh, if he only knew how true that really uh, was. That's pretty good, yeah. Um, this is from our friend... This is our friend, uh, from our friend Spider Wrangler. Eight Days of Oil paintings. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drunk of the week and good. good. Yeah, you are. Go on. What was the, what was the first one? Uh, the, fir- the first one was, uh, my mom says it's good. The Art of Scott Moskowitz. I like it. Second one is Eight Days of Oil Paintings. He's good. It's a Chanaka thing. <laughs> Moscow. Oh, he good. He good. got me. <laughs> uh, Denny three three zero says, "Wait, can you paint it?" <laughs> I love oh, that that's one. mean. Yeah. <laughs> it is mean. That's why we like it here. <laughs> um, Steel Steve, which he gets a double burn, and he doesn't even know it. It would be called Moscow paint since it would be bland, empty, and self-defining, like his Twitter feed. <laughs> which I run. So there you go. Um, excuse me. In, in, I don't want to say this in mixed company. Uh, gentle cunt punch. <laughs> um, says desperate strokes. Oh, <laughs> which like is that. pretty funny. It is because he really is desperately trying to sell that stuff. I'm desperately trying to sell it for him. He doesn't even give a shit. I'm surprised that the Brits reacted to the they word recoiled, cunt because yeah. I thought you call everything cunt. Well, cunt. not everything. No, 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 no it's still quite. Yeah, <laughs> very. I, I, by the way, Moscow, try to say it a few more times in your description. I yeah. thought they didn't care. Especially right after they all went, they recoiled in horror. Oh, no, no. God, it's cuntish. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. if you're. If you're if you're out on the piss or you've, you're leaving the soccer match or the football match with everybody, sure you can call your friend that word. Yeah. But, you don't just, but you don't just go walking around all day. I, call th- them. I thought that's what they did. <laughs> they, they, you people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get Terrence yeah. in here and make it just really awkward. <laughs> right. All right. Carry on, please. Um, everything Brew says. Uh, Justin's garage. Yeah. That would be the name of your... No? Okay. Well, there's at least one right. on display, isn't there? Yeah, right? right. That's the best uh, gallery he's ever had. It's just this yeah. stupid studio. Kung Fu Monkey 12 says, Do you want it? Yeah. Do you want it? Do you want it? No? I get, uh, I get it. All right, well, I'll take those last two out. Okay. Kevin, uh, Joey, suck a dick. Um, Iconis, our friend Iconis, shit on canvas. An insight to a Jewy mind. All right. <laughs> and then um, our, our last one... <laughs> And then our last one from uh, Send Malt says, Wart? Uh, I get it. You know, yeah. like what in art? It says what? Yeah. Wart? Yeah. yeah. Take that one out. <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, yeah. Okay. It, it's, ditch it. <laughs> Take that one it's out. It's funny. Yeah. So uh, that's what we have. We have about, uh, what, six. Okay. Did, did we like Can You Paint It? Uh, yes. You did? Did, did we, we do the ones before the break? Are those in here? That was it. There weren't. Oh, um, you did two good ones before the break. No, why am I getting my phone? <laughs> yeah, pick out the two before the break because those yeah, we, right. you had a couple really good ones there. I don't want right, to. Right, I don't right, want right, to jip right, them right, just because right. a break got. Whoa, whoa! Way. First of all, my name is not to be used in that kind of way. <laughs> Sorry, my fault. 
God just told me that the C word is hugely taboo in most of the civilized world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, no. but not the United Kingdom. Well, no, it is. Moscow. Listen, the only place yeah, that, that the C word is acceptable in like in in, in abundance is yeah. the Crosley household. Right. I'm the only one who uses that word. In the UK, again, you have to be like out with all the dudes in the middle of a football match to throw around the C well, word. Well, and also when when they use it, they're like gutter. It's like it's it's it, there's cussing. It's oh, a cuss by, word. And there's also usually a fight that follows. Really? Am I wrong? Like if you if you no, call some wrong. yeah, no. really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was much the head. No, it didn't no. have the punch there. You don't go to Harrods here. and you don't you don't go. Oh, uh, you know, hey, hey, cunt over here. Can you get me a fresh head of lettuce, please? <laughs> it's, it's not. It doesn't happen. Reasons, but not Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> right. It doesn't happen. Right. I've, I've, wow. been, I've been misled then. Yeah. Well, yes. it, it hardly ever just, happens. Oh. Just because you fucking <laughs> yeah, watch Train Spotting one night doesn't mean that you know everything <laughs> right. about the British culture. Yeah, you which asshole. Is a bunch of, which is a bunch of Scots on heroin. Yeah, in London, right? <laughs> Hello, Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that cunt still watching? <laughs> oh. Now, my. Oh. That's right. a fight. Now, now see, you called someone. Now there's, now there's going to be a fight. There I mean, has to be. Now I have to do. Now I have to do the broadcast disclaimer. Uh, everything you've heard tonight is in no way a reflection or an idea of the Humpty Dumpty Brewery. Humpty Dumpty Brewery has come on the show to. <laughs> Uh, they in, were not informed. In, in good uh, faith, yeah. and were not informed of Moscow's opinions. All Moscow's opinions uh, belong to Moscow and Moscow only. And the state of Israel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Country? What do you guys call yourselves over there? Yeah, you said the word again, you jerk. Yourself? Country. Country? I said... Oh. I get it. All right, so uh, so then we have the last one uh, from Fierce Beard. Screw your Twitter game, I might get laid. And a last-minute entry from Nico Brew. Validate me. The V is lowercase to show his artsy side. I see. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. But not we don't really. validate parking. By okay, the way. I, there are too gallery. many, so I can't narrow it down this week. I'm going to allow JP to narrow it down to three. Uh, I'm going to take out some of the the, the more common people because I, I want to get the common new people, people going. We already, we have like five or six people that just always um, all right do it are funny when I wish I was one of them. That's fine. Shut up, Terrence. Your baby likes me more than you. Oh. <laughs> So, Terrence, uh, JP really does like your baby. I love his baby. And I think he likes your baby more than Bebo's baby. And what makes me, uh, it makes me think that he's going to have to adopt a black baby because he really wants a black baby. What do you think about that? Would he be a good black baby, Danny? Um, I think he'd be all right. But um, the thing is, is that I'm not sure if my baby is actually my baby or Schumann's baby. (laughs) We still haven't established that. That's a good point. Yeah. And Schumann's not here to, to say either way. Right. But you might be right. Yeah. Can I show the picture? Yeah. Yeah, oh, go for it. This. Here we go. Check this out. Isn't he adorable? I got a oh. picture of, of Terrence's child right there, everybody. Look at that. It's on the justin.tv slash brewing network. You can and watch you, the you archive. You see JP. He's he so got paternal instinct going I do. <laughs> see, Steve? I'm baby, glad that baby, you can baby, see man. that in him because oh, the kid I thinks can. he doesn't. He's not a. He's not a baby daddy. But, but it th- turns out he really wants a black baby. Yes. I don't. Well, well. Let's put it. Let's be fair. I want a half black baby. I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, number one, I can help you with that. All right. Number wait, two, wait, wait. This, this half baby thing. <laughs> this half baby thing's kind of messy, though. Yeah. It's, it's real messy. It's kind of messy. Yeah. I've actually been praying for a kind of a mistake to happen between you and the 
Your girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. He's been asking the G.O.D. What an asshole. Yeah. That's my boss. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I know the dude. We're, we're homies. <laughs> Listen, God, I know you're busy. I just wonder if you could break the condom one of these nights while JP and Taryn are having a good time and uh, make this happen for What's us. What's a condom? <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, what is sex? <laughs> All right. Have we got this narrowed down? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, you God. forgot the ginger Jew. No soul having one. I couldn't find it, so I just oh. I was hoping that you wouldn't have mentioned it, Bevo. Thanks for elongating this Suck stupid it. segment. Yeah, what one? I want to know that one because that one was good. I don't know. I see three Twitter feeds in front of me, so I'm trying to find it. All right, Grodd is calling in. Fuck that. Uh, but I don't know if our. Um... Oh, it should work. Hey, Grodd, what's happening? <coughs> hey, Grodd, can you hey, hear just- me? Justin, what's happening, brother? Man, I'm I'm fucked up now. And <laughs> you're in Australia. I tell you, I've, I've, I I got back here on uh, Thursday our time. Yeah, you were and, out here in the um, south. I've been drinking hard since ah. I got back. Yeah, Grod was. Uh, he's Australian, of course, yeah. and he's been in the U.S. for a period of time. And what you, you got home and you just been hitting the bottle? Well, um, I, I was there in your place for about not your not the rap pad, but sure. Uh, in your country for about four weeks, and um, every night I went to bed and um, I was sawing logs or whatever you call it, right. um, pretty pretty hard. And uh, yeah, since it. I got back and work tomorrow, I don't want to think about that. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, after five weeks off, but yeah, um, what mate, mate? What a great place you've got there. You know, it's it's the second time I've been to the mainland US and. I've met some really nice people, except for being douchebags. But, oh, they're uh, all dickheads. Keep yeah. in mind, Gro, that, yeah. that I must, we re- I must say though, we uh, reject I catch up with um, uh, James Triple O Six in um, Nola, uh, New Orleans, yeah, and uh, White Beard Brewer as well. Down there, we had a few beers and a Cantillon, which you can't get over your way, right? I that's a rumor. Um, Cantillon, yeah, that's what they say, <laughs> right? And I tell you what, it was really nice. And one, one thing I, I must say, I mean, Tasty's not there, so I can't give you the whole rundown of my journey, um, you know, to waste minutes of his life. But, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, one, one of the things is that, what was I saying? Hang on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey, calm down. Has he breathed, Has he breathed in this one, whole conversation? One of the things I will say yeah. is that, uh, um, yeah, I've forgotten again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grodd is in the I'm, running. I'm going to get drunk. Come on. You are in the running, my friend. Wait, let's just back things up a little bit here. Fine. Right? But honestly, there was I went to this place called uh, Flint in Michigan. Yeah, and Michigan. We we actually, Mrs. G and myself, racked up about 5,500 miles. That's a long way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. In, in, in car driving. Yeah. We were there. And um, one of the places we went to was Flint in Michigan because Michael Moore, he's a some sort of a douchebag filmmaker. Yeah, that's right. right. To yeah, he sure see is. His hometown. Yeah, no one likes and, him. Um, you know what else he is? He is a man eater. <laughs> but like literally. He's a man eater. Because he has like eight men inside of him. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please tell us your story about Flint, Michigan. Okay, and. Um, Went to a service station to um, put some fuel in the car, and there was these three guys that pulled up in this convertible, something or other, Sex. Grand Am or whatever. And um, 
They were giving the, the girl a hard time. Grant, yeah, are you the, writing War and Peace? <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, hey, just calm yourself down. This is a good story. Jesus. Is it? Yeah, most, most of you US douchebags are pretty good, but these three homies were giving this girl a hard time. And I said, hey, hey, settle yourself down. And then Mrs. G came in and said, you better get yourself in the car and get out of here because these guys are lining you up. And yeah. so they were. So we uh, we we hightailed it, I think you call it. We just, <laughs> yeah, we, just yeah, we called it 20, 100,000 years ago, dude. <laughs> so anyway, as a... As a, as a we liked it. Yeah, Gene Autry and I were, yeah, we were hightailing it. I'm glad you had what a good I time. Do is, I want to sell my podcast, you know? I'm trying to lead you into it here. And... Uh, All right, my brother. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Right, and I'm glad look, you had fun here, Grod. That's a good story. Hey, Jake. Look, I've got to say that uh, Mrs. G is a Geordie. She's from the from the UK. Uh-oh. And um, I'm sure that uh, uh, KTG will um, know exactly, and also to your guests, right. will know where it's from. Okay. So, all right. I, I love your stuff. Thanks, Grod. Tell her not to cry. Newcastle yeah. will do better next year. Yeah, Don't worry you. about it. All right. Rod, everybody. You know, actually, uh, so they had a show. So you think you like Jersey Shore? I do like um, Jersey they Shore. They had a they had a show on MTV in the UK called Geordie Shore. Where oh, it's that about sounds these awesome. Nut bars in Newcastle, right? <laughs> I mean, you th- oh. are they nuttier than Jersey? Yeah, it, Idiots. They are? Yeah, I've only ever been able to find one episode of Geordie Shore. All right, Aaron is on the line. Aaron, what's happening? Aaron sounds like a chick. <laughs> That's not a joke. Hello? Hey, Aaron. Uh, What's happening, man? It's Theo Brew from the, from the forum. Oh, I'm oh. on the forum all the time. Yeah, totally, Hi. bro. What, hey, that post that you that you replied to in the fucking new brewer, it was awesome, man. Yeah, really concise. Yeah. In the all-grain section? The I mean, the, the chat room. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Hey, Theo, what's happening? <laughs> I, I thought I'd call him for Drunk of the Week for the first time ever. All right. How drunk are you? Is that a question? Um, four ninety-minute IPAs. <laughs> He's pretty drunk. <laughs> uh, like three of my home brews. Yeah, some watermelon wheat. Oh, we tried that last night. It wasn't very good. No, he <laughs> <laughs> didn't like it. <laughs> I just got it for the first time. Yeah. Okay, and you had a bunch of it. That's good. Yeah. I also graduated, like, last week. From what? From theology school. From Whoa, theology school, he says, you? Terrence. That could be a clap. Yeah, Theo here. So what did uh, you major in? Divinity? Yeah, Master of Divinity. <laughs> master of Divinity. I'm doing, that in, I'm doing that in Diablo 3 right now. Terrence the Black is clapping yeah. for you. <laughs> what, uh, cool. I what, was wondering about that. What made you stop? You realize that it's all a joke? <laughs> No, he graduated. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's two things that could happen. You could realize it's all a joke, or you could graduate. And, what if uh, both happen on the same day? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Usually yeah. how it works. Now, are you, are you going into ministry, or you're just interested in theology? I don't think ministry's around. Anymore. No, yeah, I'm looking up. to become a pastor in the Methodist Church. You are? Mm-hmm. Methodist Church. He's a Methodist. See, he's following the Terrence route, because yeah. he's, he's into sh- the... He's yeah. going for the Methodist Church. Yeah. He's, he wants to go in. He wants to be a pastor. He's yep. also calling in for Drunk of the Week. <laughs> so, <yes. laughs> 
done. Terrence, like would you like any words of advice? <laughs> That's actually a man after my own heart. Not bad. <laughs> All right. I love it. Okay. Well, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. You know what I'm saying, Theo? Praise Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you win, I expect one of those, uh, you know, Grammy Award winning speeches where you go, first of all, I'd like to thank God for, uh, for this opportunity. For everything that I have hey, right hey, now. Hey, hey, hey. A good friend of mine here likes to tell the story of Jesus turning water into wine. Everyone was already drunk. And Jesus kept the party going. <laughs> can you hear this, Terrence? You can hear it, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. All right, brother, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week, man. He, he doesn't Actually, have, he, he doesn't father. have to pee on his wife, does and, he? And more importantly, congratulations <laughs> yeah. on graduating, dude. Thank you. I'm yeah. celebrating. I think yeah. you're called With father. You. you should be. Cheers, man. Thanks. I don't know the difference. All right. It's getting crazy in here. That's it's what cray cray. Do you Steve, have, this is what happens crazy. at the end of the show. It gets crazy. We know, we know. Do you he's have a theology student? He, he had to go another seven years to become a priest. That's oh. true. Yeah, he's wow. still just uh, he's just he's just getting started. Yeah. Seminary right. school is that what seminary? School? Yeah, yeah seminary. Mm-hmm. Seven, wow. seven years back seven there years. in seminary school, <laughs> it was put forth the proposition <laughs> that you, you can petition the Lord with prayer. Wow, you cannot petition the Lord with prayer. <laughs> Not bad. I don't know. It's the doors. It's doors. Live it's album. It's the doors. That was pretty good. That was, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I like your impression of the doors. Thank you. Uh, are you having what we're having? Uh, yes. <laughs> Which is weirdness with a touch of gay. <laughs> yeah, I'm having that. <laughs> Uh, real quick, go to beersmith.com right now if you want to uh, work out your uh, recipes. You go to beersmith.com, you get a free 21-day trial, and uh, it's a great brewing program. We used it for our uh, shoots this past couple weekends with Matt Bernaldson and Dan Gordon, plugged in their recipes into our Beersmith program so that we can get everything right. You can dial in your recipe, uh, you can adjust for a batch size, you can keep inventory of your ingredients, you can do all sorts of things. I guarantee that you're going to enjoy it, but you don't have to take my word for it because you get a free 21-day trial. Go over to Beersmith.com right now and check it out. Also, yes, if you're in the market for uh, adult items... I, you know, I am. I need shoes. I need a nice pair of slacks. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no? Adult items. Oh, I, I need a new mortgage... And I need earthquake insurance. No, 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 no. We're talking uh, rubberized adult items. Actually, I, I do need some uh, rubber underwear. I've been leaking. I have some incontinence issues. No, 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 no. Not no? senior items. Adult items. How much more adult can you get than senior? Come on. <laughs> That's true. I mean, let's just be honest. Go check out adamandeve.com oh. right now. And uh, for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item plus three free DVDs plus free shipping plus a free gift. So sensual, we can't talk about it in my garage. Uh, all you have to do is go to adamandeve.com, use coupon code BNARMY, B N A R M Y, and um, you could buy like double sided dildos and all sorts of weird stuff. Um, uh, Leslie, I'd like to apologize uh, for Steven Thank right you. now. He, he, 
Uh, he has nothing to do with the double-sided dildos. But he is writing the code um, down. Which yeah, is he does awesome. single and triple only, not <laughs> double. Do they do international <laughs> postings? Or? Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just wanted They'll to post it up. Know, just ahead of time. That, uh, <laughs> okay, Craig. You can go. <laughs> yeah, Mary yeah. Like, yeah, like, Craig, uh, by the way, leave me alone and go <laughs> and go to adamneve.com yeah. and check What's it out. again? All right. Be an army as the coupon code. Go to adamneve.com. We are currently drinking the mustache ride from our good buddies at Flat, uh, Flat Tail. It's a, rye, it's, a, it's a red ale with rye in it. So it's R-Y-E apostrophe D. Mustache oh, ride. Smells good. So I was hanging out with these guys at uh, Triple Rock today with Sully. Yeah. And uh, they were actually telling me a story about how some of the locals don't want to ask for it at their pub. Right. At the tasting room. But they make them. So the bartender will go, give me the, uh, that, that rye beer. I don't know which one it is. I don't understand. You know, the red beer. No, I don't. You, the mustache one. The mustache. Which one? What? Which, uh, and then they have to go, I, love I want a mustache ride. Oh. And, it, you know, and it's funny, but it's a, it's a fantastic beer. It is awesome. a good beer. It's lovely. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Lovely, dry, very fizzy. Yeah. yeah. Lots of volume in there. Lots of, lots of CO2 in there. It's got some good caramel malt in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, cheers to those guys. Yeah, thanks yeah, for, for oh, sharing the beer. Yes, Thank you. Wonderful. Very nice. Okay. All right, Twitter game. Let's yeah, do it. What do we have? All right, so we got, um, my mom says it's good, the art of Scott Moskowitz. Eight days of oil paintings. Can you paint it? <laughs> it would be called Moscow Paint since it would be bland, empty, and self-defining like his Twitter feed. Um, I thought I said narrow it down to three. Well, I can't. Uh, screw your Twitter game. I might get laid tonight. And then the Ginger Jew Gallery, who needs a savior when you don't have a soul? Okay. So we have five. Just go through it. I didn't see. I couldn't even count that high. Ish. We have five-ish. I'm all about the Ginger Jew Gallery. I'll tell you that right now. I don't like Can Jew Paint It. That's too... I don't like it. So I'm going to take it out. Okay. I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I like Eight Days of Oil paintings. Yeah, that's but it's from Spider Wrangler, yeah. who's won like eight of these. He's and I don't want to send that's him a, I already one. owe him like four packets, so I don't right. need to send him another one. Uh, okay, you I can take really them out. Get, I don't really get it. Eight Days of Oil. It's a Hanukkah. Explain the Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah to is like who don't uh, care. Christmas for Jews, you know, in December. Well, and she knows that, I think. Yeah, but it's eight yeah. days <laughs> of. You said explain it. <laughs> well, maybe just the, the, the actual yeah, verbiage. Like, why is the verbiage funny? Mar- like, Mary has never heard of Hanukkah before? <laughs> you said explain it. Well, Justin, yeah. they, are in, they are from a foreign country. They're from a foreign country. Yeah. You got to talk down to the foreigners. I was at Mary. It's like, and and what is a Jew? <laughs> anyway, I get that. But a week is seven days. I don't understand. <laughs> right. All right. Anyway, go well, ahead. so there's this thing. So so there's this thing called Hanukkah. And yeah, uh, I, first I of all, there's this country right. called Israel. I get that. Too. And well, that's the debate. And it, <laughs> well, back up, Justin. There was the dinosaurs, right. and then the Earth cooled. First the Earth, <laughs> and then the Earth cooled. That was awesome. They they there was a, a, a candelabra, basically. They called it a menorah, and uh, <laughs> they used oil to keep the candles burning. And it's supposedly a miracle. There was only enough oil for uh, one day, but it burned for eight days. Oh, I see. Thank you. So that's oil paint. A candelabra. This is my candelabra. Mother, watch me play the piano. I'm just like Liberace. I don't know. Fair. Fair. All right. So now we have that. So we have eight days of oil. Thank you. Or were you cutting that one out? Because that was spider. 
No, I think we have to keep that. In we got to keep it in. It's funny. I mean, okay. it's funny. It's about quality, not quantity. I agree. All right. I will take Fierce Beard out because. Right. Take out what you're going to take out and then read them off again and you'll raise your hand for the one you're voting okay. for. Everybody in the room. Here it is. My mom says it's good, the Otter Scott Moskowitz. Eight days of oil. Wait, wait, wait. We're, Whoa, I'm we're, sorry. We're doing hands. Okay. So I, All right, sorry. Eight days, in, uh, my mom says it's good, the art of Scott Moskowitz. That's too cathartic. All right, so we got I'm not voting one hand. That. All right, go ahead. Eight days of oil. Paintings. <laughs> Marianne's in it now. We've got two votes yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, you've invested too much time to hear the story. Now you have to vote for it. Sharish, did you just vote for that one? Yeah. You vote, oh, that's three hands. Okay. Okay. Uh, it would be called Moscow Paints since it would be bland, empty, and self-defining like his Twitter feed. I do like that one too. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give I'm, it. I'll give it. All right, that's two votes. All right, yes. the two hand, most handsome men in the room vote for it. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Terrence is a big, <laughs> third over there. Was that a real vote, Terrence? It was. All right, that's three votes. It's I think a tie it's five right eighths now. of a vote, but it's maybe I'm old school. <laughs> tie. Maybe I'm too old. Uh, the Ginger Jew Gallery. Who needs a savior when you don't have a soul? And Bevo exercises both of her votes, which oh. gives us a three-way tie with three votes between three of them. She always gets two votes. She always gets two votes. Yeah, that's her thing. Have you have you seen those things, Marianne? Yeah, Marianne meant. She meant. Why doesn't she get four? I see. Right. Yeah, she always gets two votes. Uh, well, now we have a three-way tie. So now present the three winners, and we'll have to vote again. What was? Who were the three winners? Uh, the last one, the ginger. Yeah, right. The um, Twitter feed. No, the Twitter feed was only two people. So uh, the eight sorry, days Craig, you and I are out. Eight days of oil. Yeah, and then my mom says it's so. We yeah. have my mom says it's good. The artist Scott Moskowitz. Eight days of oil paintings. Uh, and then the Ginger Jew Gallery, who needs a savior when you don't have a soul? Okay, read all three again. Everybody has to have a vote. Go ahead. My mom says it's good. The art of Scott Moskowitz. I feel like if I just do it in my... Just do it. That's good. Are we voting? Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. My mom says it's good. The art of Scott Moskowitz. No votes. Okay. Okay. Eight days of oil paintings. All right. One, two, three votes again. And the final one? The Ginger Jew Gallery. Who needs a savior when you don't have a soul? Everybody has to vote. Damn it. Yeah, that's the winner. Damn it. Shoemaker 81, everybody. I always get my way one way or another. I'm not a bad loser. Love it. All right. JP will be sending yes. you a lovely gift pack. As soon as we have the shipping department up. <laughs> All right. It'll be full of uh, Adam and Eve paraphernalia. Straight from the pod. <laughs> yeah, so. Straight from the pod. Straight from the pod to your pod. <laughs> that's hey, what country true. are they in? We're going home in a couple of days. Ah, that's a good oh. question. We could send it I with don't know. Them. Oh. oh, but then we get that question at customs. I yeah. said, have you been given a gift? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Are you carrying anything for anyone else? Yes. <laughs> right. Just a brewery that what? Oh. Yeah. Clink, clink. I think just you're that. Uh, clink, clink. Just that double-sided brewing network thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they were hops. It was green. Yeah. It was just a t-shirt, right? Yeah. Right. It's eight feet long, but it's a t-shirt. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, have I completed that. all my business, Moscow? 
I, you didn't give me an outline. I don't know. But you did Beer Smith, Adam and Eve. Are you missing anything else? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. How long have you been what doing a this? Dick. Uh, what a dick. I did, Where's yeah. my outline? That's it. Where's his outline? I want to know. I don't, know. I don't even have a printer. Rich. Your mom's a printer. What? That's so What's rude. What's outline? Okay. I think we're done. Uh, how about this? Okay. Folks in the UK want to know where to get your beer? Where can they find it? Yeah. A couple beer. places, maybe? Uh, well, all over East Anglia, really. We, we are in Norfolk, oh. Suffolk, Essex, and a bit in Cambridge as well. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of shops, they can get it from Beers of Europe. They can get it from, what's the other one? Ales by Mail. Ales, Ales by Mail. By mail. Uh, and they can actually, if you go on Amazon and you look up Humpty Dumpty Brewery, you can order our beers. Okay. Click There's, through the BN first. Through Amazon, please. really? It's, yeah, if you can, click through, through BN Hang in on. the UK, you can do it. Back we up don't, one second, We don't though. fulfill. We do not fulfill through Amazon. Ah, but, but they someone, do. someone sells our beers on Amazon. Interesting. Ales by Mail. They sell our beers on Amazon as Humpty Dumpty Brewery, and if you look on Amazon, you can actually find them. Is Ales by Mail a San Francisco company, or is that a no? Uh, it's a uh, M A L E. They're based in Essex. <laughs> oh, uh, oh M A I L. Oh, it's different, sir. It's not Ales by Mail. M A L E. But you know what? It's Ales Ales by Mail. You have desires. You are full of. <laughs> you are full of desires. <laughs> You're full of desires. That's their slogan. Yeah. Uh, Ales by mail. You are full of desire. If I was a male stripper, my name would be Desire. If I was a male prostitute, my name would be Desire. I have your package for you. And every time, every time I have a, every time I have a customer, you are full of desire. Let's not sign each other dicks quite yet. Listen, I know you guys are leaving next week, but Serge can Serge come back anytime. Yeah. <laughs> And he doesn't have to be a beer lover. We're just going to give him a microphone, yeah. and he's going to sit in the corner and just say shit like that. Yeah. Well, you guys got that jelking thing going on, so you know, watch out. I, I, you know, my my swarthy mid, you know, uh, Mediterranean side can come out. It's fine. You good? All right. Yeah. Good. Fine. Uh, anyway, ales by M A I L. Uh, That's it. it yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Sure. Well. The three of you have been wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we'd like to thank all three of you, and of course Leslie as well for putting yes. up with you three. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Yeah. Thanks for coming into the studio and taking time out of your vacation to be with us. It's always more fun when you're in the studio. Uh, we enjoy it more. Than, it's been than, a great pleasure. It's Thanks great for having pleasure. us. Yeah. It's pretty Honestly, cool. it's brilliant. Absolutely been, brilliant. Been, well, it's been the highlight of a holiday. It's been fantastic. Wonderful. Well, let's a have time. a beer yeah, afterward, so too. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't yeah. rush off yet. No. Hey, Justin, is, is Garad our drunk of the week? Oh. oh, oh yeah, drunk at the wedding. Well, okay, oh. all right. Because JP have, is, I nominate JP. Wait, wait. We have Grod, and then we have uh, Theo, the guy who just oh, yeah. graduated. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Theologian. Yep, he's calling him for drunk of the week. Theo. And then I, I would also, I would nominate JP. Mm-hmm. Myself, I'm not sober. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'm winning the race, but I, I'm going to admit I'm not sober. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go for Steve over there. Yeah, no. yeah. I would nominate. Whoa. So I think we've got five candidates. Yeah. I would nominate Marianne, but you already embarrassed her enough with the c word. So, so we're leaving Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I envision after the show. Is Scott getting right up to Mary? No, but really, the C word. Like, what is it with you people? Because yeah. he doesn't let things go. He no, just, he he's a lot. At home. He's a lot like Schumann. <laughs> he's mistaking cunt and twat, isn't he? You know? Yeah, twat and twat. You know? Yeah. I think that well, Steve nailed it. Actually, that's what he's so to speak. He nailed the twat. <laughs> 
All right, so we have five <laughs> candidates. Uh, we have uh, Grod, uh, Theo, Logan, JP, <laughs> myself, and Steve. And we'll go through it again. I've just named them all off. Raise your hand uh, if you vote. Uh, our first candidate is Grod from Australia. I don't want to give him anything. He was nice and drunk. Steve voted for Grod. Yeah, I all right. He was drunk. He was uh, pretty drunk. He did like the South. So Grod was Grod was striving. He was. He had a long story to tell. He did, and he's got to go to work tomorrow. He's real miserable. But those Aussies it's, are long-winded. It's already so. today there, isn't it? He's yeah. got to go to work right. today. When yeah. will now be now? And then we had Theo Logan, right. who I want to vote for, not just because he deserves congratulations, but let's be honest. The man's trying to get a job as a minister, <laughs> and he's drunk enough to call in for Drunk of the Week. Here, here. Well, yeah. and, and let's guess yeah. why Terrence is voting uh, for him. So, <laughs> Terrence is voting for him because they're on the same team. Yeah, Terrence, he's not black, so don't vote for him. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence took Moral a Moral support. <laughs> and two votes. Moral support there, yeah. All right. Your, uh, your third candidate today, Jason Petros. <laughs> That's, two. Uh, and Bevo, one of Bevo's. Bevo only exercising one of her votes. That's two yeah, votes. What a whore. All right. Uh, <laughs> Justin Crosley uh, in there. No I votes. I yeah, you're doing pretty good. I wouldn't have known that you were kind of drunk. I am yeah. kind of drunk. Yeah. And finally, Steve yeah. is in there. Oh, oh, one, two, three, four, five wow. votes. Steve is our drunk of the week. <laughs> well, listen. Too bad we don't have any medals. Oh, do you have one laying away. around? No, dude? they're packed away. Oh, that's all right. You're oh. gonna have to mail it. Mom will post me one. <laughs> yes, yes, she will. Well, Steve, listen, you've made your wife Leslie proud tonight. <laughs> you know, you've you've represented the company and you've won Drunk of the Week all and it in must one be shot. Like six o'clock in the morning at home, and she's going, "I'm so fucking proud." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "That's my American douchebag uh, husband." Uh, husband. Yeah, the neighbors are popping over. Are you okay? Do you I have gotta a... go take the kids to school. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, no business being done at the brewery tomorrow, Craig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no bear being sold. <laughs> well, listen, you, you three have been wonderful. Thanks oh, for sharing thank beer. Thanks for having us and, yes. and yeah. hanging out with Thanks us. Thanks for dragging us over great the pond. That's awesome. Keep up the good, good beer. Good. I'm thank glad you. you had fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, we did. It's part of our goal is that you guys have a good time. And But your beer is wonderful. Oh, thank uh, you. It's really very good. So Even a sour one. Keep it up. Even the steroids. I know. How fucked up is that, Craig? You're like, no, that one I fucked up. It's good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's yeah. what I try to do. Whenever I screw up, I, uh, I don't admit it till like four years later. And then, uh, <laughs> right. No, and then it's fine. I mean it. Hang on to that He's for another year. He's going to be crying in the alley afterwards. Going, oh, you're sour. It's like, no, it's fucking good, man. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be a bad sour. Yeah, right? it, could, it's true. it could taste like vinegar. It tastes yeah. like lambic. Bring it's on Cantillon. Not that. <laughs> yeah. Well, settle down, yeah. Craig. Screw you, Jean. <laughs> I'll put it up your fafoon. They sold out anyway. They don't distribute it here. Oh, right. We got your West Coast markets covered. Yeah, right. you got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't serve it down at the at your local pub. They might uh, they might not say the good things we said about the sour beer, but we like the sour beer. Yeah. Uh, you're doing a good job, uh, all thank of you. you. So Cheers, thanks man. for being here. Thank and you for me? having us here. Yeah, yeah. thanks for thanks having very us. Much. It's, been it's, it's been brilliant. Thank and, you. And you going to Vegas next? Yeah. 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 Freaking frog. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. I'm a Vegas guy. I should we'll go with you. Next year. I need a vacation. Week. When are you leaving? Tuesday Tuesday. Morning. Put me in your suitcase. Let's I'm go out. right now. Oh. I'll go with you. I would go with you. If you pay for it, I'll go with you. I love that town. If you pay for it, I'm there. I, I don't want to go to Vegas with you. Why not? You, you got to go to bed early. We'll get there. No, I, I st- uh, you know, I'm all right. What? What are you talking? 11:30? 
No, 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 no. I do well. Like you're talking like NHC and shit, but I save it up for the last night. I see. <laughs> because you know, keep in mind, I'm the one. I'm the guy who's at the booth at nine in the morning while someone's you know snoring away. Right. So, you know. Well, Bevo needs her sleep. She does. <laughs> she does. I'm surprised she has a soft palate. It should be a callus, you know. Because you snort. <laughs> yeah, and it vibrates. The never mind. I'll explain it to you later. All right, let's get out of here. Let's have a beer and enjoy ourselves. All right. Uh, you got some plugs? I got some plugs. All right. Thanks again to Humpty Dumpty Brewery for being on the program. It's a pleasure. All the way from the UK. And uh, we'll see you there next. I'll come visit you. Please do. Please do. Please All right. Do. Let's do that. JP, Thank do your you. thing. We are off air next week. Keep in mind, it's Memorial Day weekend. Go and have yourselves a good time. That's what we're going to do. And hopefully, we'll be in the new studios when we come back. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The new season of Justin's show, Carpool Showdown, is underway. Watch it on Coffee TV 20 or online at coffeetv20.com. Follow JP on Twitter at Major Jip to hear him spit hatred against all things homebrew. Moscow has some paintings for sale. Follow Moscow Paints for slim to no info on the subject. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate at Nathan Homebrew. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. Sky and winning the race, JP does great as his chair.